I'm so fucking sore. And it's weird because I didn't do... The only thing I did today differently than how I usually work out is I did everything slow and steady, and I did everything a set number of reps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't... And just being in there that brief amount of time, you know, it, it you don't get into the, into the point where you're working working through it and you work through the benefit. You know, if you stay in too long, you're it's not beneficial. So I did that today and whew, fuck. I went back for my second workout. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this because I was in so much fucking pain from the first one. What'd you do in the first one? Just your traditional uh, five sets of five, uh, bent over row, bench press, squat, deadlift, overhead press. No, there was one more. Cheat clinchers? Is that a, is that a workout? <laughs> yeah, uh, you isometric, have strong, isometric butt clinches. You got to you want to have strong glutes for <laughs> in case somebody tries to. <laughs> Actually, that's happening. It's weird because I've been squatting so much that I was sitting in the bathtub and I could just feel how hard my ass was. <laughs> pluggies? Weird. Do you ever do pluggies? <laughs> no. it's, kind of, it's, it's like ass to grass. Sure, go ahead, bud. It's like it's <laughs> like ass to grass. I bet I couldn't even get my dick in there. Here, let me let me try it out. <laughs> Are we rolling right now? <laughs> yeah. Of course we are. You say pluggies is like it's like ass to grass, mm-hmm. except there's no weight and there's just the biggest blood plug that you can take on you know, fixate on the ground. Well I don't do that for exercise. That's for fun. That's for I mean <laughs> Well that's Friday night. I mean You're still getting the reps in though. I had two Friday nights sometimes on until a Sunday, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel you. <laughs> Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. <laughs> uh we are rolling. It is. Uh, what are we doing here? Episode two thirty. It's been, what, what are we it's doing? A milestone. Here? I mean, come on. It's fucking. What is anybody doing anywhere? <laughs> We're getting it in. We are getting it I in. I love the esoteric nature of our conversations. Well, <laughs> it's not even esoteric. I, I've actually been using that word uh, incorrectly. Esoteric means it's purposely um, complex to uh, to appeal to a certain group of people. It's punishingly intricate. It is, and it, and, and <laughs> unnecessarily so. You know, like it, it's to keep the leptons away. You know? Oh boy! Um, what should we come in with? Anything? Oh, uh, Pacific. I sent you something. What'd you send me, you fag? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm pull that. It was, it was pretty great. John might like it. Yeah, I got you. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away from the fucker. It's just one of those Fritters is what if Mario had a kid with... Help me out here. If Mario had a kid, have a, had a, if Mario bred with, you know, because he's like Mario, he's 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 a he's a small fella. I think I think that he likes to jump. Fred Durst is he has a lot in common with Mario, except he can't jump but like an inch. So he, you know, you come to an obstacle, I don't know. you come to an obstacle that requires jumping, and you're done. You don't think Fred Fred has ups? No, I don't think Fred has ups. He's got a handle. Doesn't have ups. He's got a handle. He's got a handle. No ups. He's like a traditional point guard. Okay. He's like your John Stockton. One of the best point guards ever. Oh, yeah. Top two. 
Top five. We'll say top four. I don't say top two. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Fred Durst is any good at assists compared yeah. to John. Oh, that's, that's, I would say he's a ball hog. You're right. A, that's an interesting lead into something I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Because you know baseball. I do know baseball. So well, once we do the introductions, I'll, I'll get okay. into it. Tis I, the Prince <laughs> of Podcasting, the Bipolar Rock and Roller, the Sultan of Slits, Godfather of Gash. It's episode 230. 230. <laughs> that's tremendous. That is so amazing. <laughs> I'm glad that my phone, my YouTube just feeds me that shit. Now. <laughs> hey, check this out, you dumbass. Don't, don't be on any task. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> episode 230 of Pillow Fort Radio slash the Don Blankenship experience. And we are here. We're queer. Get used to it. Uh, as always, I'm joined by the former Intercontinental Champion, first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Cannonball River, um, the West Virginia Wolverine, the Boomer Bog Trotter, uh, uh, the human incarnation of the infield fly rule. <laughs> Fuck you. It's been a long time since I've used <laughs> yeah, that one. It's still Chucky Tater Sacks. I remember Lena. <laughs> <laughs> we used the first time. <laughs> With her beautiful yeah. laugh. And as always, returning champion, the world's greatest claw machinist the world has ever known. Um, he is uh, the dirty shame. He's... Uh, um, the, the Richard Simmons, Juna, the farming. Richard Simmons of regenerative farming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Johnny Liberty loads over there, of course, and I am. What is it that uh, that the Jim? I'm the Lizard King. I can do anything. Yeah. God, his poetry was so good. Yeah, it's great. I loved it. They had a, they had a couple good tunes. Uh, I guess. Not a, not a door. Ride the snake. Ride Fucking the snake. <laughs> Just describing what you're seeing when you're on fucking psychedelics and they call it poetry. <laughs> the walls are breathing. The walls have lungs. They breathe in negativity and spew out positivity. And then all the people who, th- who pretend they're smart around him. He's tremendous. He's, he's just the he's best. Just, he's, a, he's, he's, he's the second coming. That's what he is. Because he's handsome of He's the second coming, man. It's because he was handsome and wore leather slacks. Yes. Leather slacks. And probably a leather shirt, too. I'm sure it's. I don't points. know if he really usually wore a shirt, but he didn't wear a shirt a lot from time to time. He would wear a shirt on stage just so people could watch him take it off. Uh, he's that guy. Yeah, just he's know. like that douchebag friend of, of yours. That he doesn't have any talent, but for, and, and, and nobody else can see it. I mean, everybody else is snowed by it except you because you know yeah. him. You're like, yeah, you're like that fucking douchebag, fucking dick boy. motherfucker cannot play. He's a piece he's of shit. Can't face. sing. <laughs> just go out on stage and shit all over the place. Yeah, great, great. It's tremendous. Did he do that? Did he shit on stage? No, he took his dick out. Gigi once. Allen did. Well, Gigi Allen did, but he's a fucking artist. We're we're not going to make fun that's of Gigi another, Allen. That's another, another one of those. I mean, that's no. He was punk rock, dude. Yeah, it's garbage. I've never listened to a second of Gigi Allen, but I can't imagine I would enjoy it. I wouldn't either. And I like mm. punk music. I like it a lot. But fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, you wanted to ask something about baseball. Okay, I was watching. Maybe we should take it until, you know, favorite things, but it's something that's that I was curious about because I wonder how real it is. Yeah. It's watching Moneyball. Okay. Is that system like they portray it? Um, 
They should the uh, I never watched Moneyball, but I do kind of know. What? It. Yeah, I've never watched Moneyball. Holy fucking what? balls! You what, am I being fucking excommunicated from the church? I've never watched. You Moneyball. love baseball. I don't love baseball. I used to play baseball. Well, I thought you loved baseball. I don't watch baseball anymore, but I just I, it's entertaining as shit. It sticks, though. but it's got Brad Pitt. I should have watched it. Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean. Yeah, who was the general manager of the of the club? Yeah, the Ace, and they couldn't. Okay, have you seen it? I don't think so. I'm, let me break it down. Um, Break it down I'm like Fred Durst I'm going to start wearing a Yankees hat Backwards a red one for some reason Please do No I'm not doing Bring that back If I do that You have the complete permission To beat the dog I put a poll up one time Asking who did more damage To red hats Donald Trump or Fred Durst I didn't really get any It's neck and neck Okay The A's Get a budget Of say 38 million dollars in baseball, that's nothing, of course. When the Yankees are working with what 150 million, yeah, they don't have a salary cap, so they, uh, the richer teams they can spend whatever they want to get whoever they absolutely. Want. So the Yankees, the the at one point the the A's had uh, uh, at least uh, had three of the best players in baseball. They did Jason Giambi, Damon, I, Johnny Damon, Johnny Damon, and then another guy. I don't know the other guy. Can't remember. Um, I thought I thought it was set like in the late 80s whenever they got uh, Canseco, McGuire. No, no. It's not. It's not then. Okay. It's definitely not then. Um, this has been early aughts then. Yes. So what happens is, um, Billy Bean goes to um, his the owner of the club and says, "Man, you know, I, I need more money. We we can't compete with the Yankees and teams like that because we just don't have the money." He's like, "We don't have it." You know, he's like, "He's like, we're not." He said, "You don't understand. We're not going to be that level of ball. We're just not because they just have more money and that's just the way it works." You know, so. He's not trying to accept that. He's so they so they got this guy who's like really sexy and has dark hair and has like weird stuff shaved to his head and they call him Wild Thing, and he's got this crazy. That's fastball. Major League, sir. It's a fastball, but he doesn't have any control. God, I like don't. where you're going, but it's a different movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We, sorry. But I we love can't where spin, you're going. We can spin an entire. And then episode. they get a, and then, then they get a giant black dude who loved voodoo who can really just kill the ball. Yeah, but like he can only hit the somebody. Ball. Somebody, can, really somebody from the Caribbean. He yeah. could like sacrifice a chicken. And then you got this uh, a grizzled <laughs> veteran. He's the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you got another grizzled veteran who's a pitcher who's a, 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 a fucking obnoxious Christian who tries to get everybody to pray when they don't want to. Then you could have, you know, like a really saucy, fast black guy. Yeah, yeah we'll call him Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> who he'll, play, he'll be two different actors but in the different movies. But what he likes to drive is, is, a, uh, is a Volkswagen Bug with a Rolls Royce hood on the front of the fucking car. Genius. Um, <laughs> I never know such what that was. Until Dress for the job you want. <laughs> That's a great movie. I fucking love it. It is Major a great. League. I love Major League. Major League is, a, is it was a staple at our house. Oh, it's the, I, it's one of those movies. It's that one had, of those I would buy. Like, like dirt, it had dirty words in it and stuff. But Dad did not care. He was totally down. It's a, it was really it's one of those movies that's a it's a comedy and all that stuff. But it does all the like the heart stuff right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tom Berenger being the the veteran. This is his last shot. Which, by the way, I think about all these guys. What are they? Thirty five in these movies. Tom Berenger's twenty seven. I'm forty three. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I always, Am I really a broken down old fucking nag already? I always Shit. think about the traveling Wilburys. I looked at their age whenever they were, uh, got together in like '88, and like George Harrison was like 42. Yeah, no, it's Bob like, Dylan was 46. Tom um, Petty was 38. Like, yeah, no, it's it's terrible. I, I just, thought they were ancient. Yeah, no. But people have changed since then. Like for some reason, people are younger now. Like we, I think I don't know if it's preservatives, if it's uh, the way we take care of ourselves or whatever. But we are younger. Um, anyway. So Billy Bean goes and he's going to talk to Cleveland about getting a player. And they're sitting around this meeting 
and every and he keeps on asking for a different player and he asks for this one and uh there's a guy sitting there who should not be in the meeting. He's obviously not a baseball player. He's never been a baseball player. He'll never be a baseball player. It's Jonah Hill. <laughs> I love Still Jonah Hill. somewhat fat Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, not as big as he was. but well, he, he fluctuates like a motherfucker. Well, no, this is before he had the big weight loss. Well, he had a big weight loss or a medium weight loss. Mm-hmm. And then that's after this. Got right back up. Right. Yeah, he does that, jiu-jitsu now. That's all. I'm, he calls it jits. <laughs> that's kind of cool, actually. It's not. <laughs> I like Jonah Hill. I do, too. Anyway. Um, He's enthusiastic about a new thing that he learned. <laughs> Brad Pitt is walking out of the meeting. He's lost. He's he's not getting a player. He's he's wasted a, a trip. And Billy Bean was also a great player for the A's back in the 70s. Was he? Yeah. See, in this, they make him out to be he didn't quite come on. He, he didn't quite live up to the... He's one of those, maybe not like all-time great players but, but he had all the he tools was beloved be- in 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 oakland right but he he had the tools that's what they're putting out in the movie because it goes to flashbacks too he had the tools to, to be a great great baseball player he was fast he was an athlete he could have played uh pro football he was tremendous you know he's just one of those guys he actually kind of looks like brad pitt yeah that's that's one that's one thing i yeah i mean it's it's really it's it's a it's a great movie but anyway he walks to him he walks up to him and says who are you he's like um, Pete, I can't remember whatever his last name is. Who are you? He's like, I don't want to know your name. Who are you? He's like, I, I don't know what you're asking me. He's just like, I asked for this one player, and you, and they asked you, and you turned me down. Who is you know? Who are you? And he finally didn't answer him. And finally, he he follows him out to the parking lot because Brad Pitt just kind of disgusted, walks away because he can't get an answer out of him. And he ta- starts to tell him about this, basically a formula. To create a baseball team, you know, I need to correct the goddamn living fuck out of myself. <laughs> You've seen it, no? Uh, Billy Bean was not a great baseball player. He was just pretty good, right? But, and he made it to the majors, so you're good, sure. But his lifetime batting average was two twenty six, five home runs, and fifty three RBIs. Yeah, bit of a journeyman. They go into that like, up and down. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he had a mind for the game, like Bill, Bill Belichick. You ever seen that motherfucker play it down? In your entire life? No. Terry Bowden. Terry Bowden tried to play football. He was terrible. But also, he wasn't a very good coach either. But, um, okay. So, it goes into that. And he starts breaking it down. And the way they do it, I don't know who directed the movie, but they're fucking brilliant. And he starts breaking it down. And he's like, okay. He's like, for some reason, all these players get passed up for bullshit reasons. Either too old, uh, don't look the part. He said, all these things that are nonsense. He said... Like one of the pitchers they were going to get is uh, Brad, some Radford or something like that. Yeah, he had a sidearm delivery that nobody wanted him just because it looked dumb. He had a fucking great. That shit's hard to hit. He had a great ERA. He was fucking. It was that I'm saying that right, aren't I? I mean ERA. Yeah, earn run average. Yes. Yes. I mean he was fucking tremendous. Bennett Miller directed it, and uh, he's saying he's a three million dollar player. We can get him for two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. So basically, he's. They're trying to replace Giambi, like all these other people in the scouting thing, and nobody believes in it. He's like, we need this this you know free agent guy. He's just like, he's like, you're not listening. We're not going to get Jason Giambi. What we can do is get three players that are the aggregate of Jason Giambi and put them on the team, and we get the same results. So basically, it's this. He's like, whoever gets on base, who gets on base, and and they're going in the meeting. He's just like, he's like, we want him. Why? And he keeps on pointing to Jonah Hill. He's he like, gets on base. He's like, he gets on base. <laughs> and he's like, he's so obviously doesn't want to be in this meeting, you know, because all of these guys are ex athletes, and you know what I mean. But at first, it doesn't work. Like they dr- lose nine straight, and then all of a sudden, and then Jonah Hill like he gets rattled by it. But then Brad Pitt 
takes him in an office and then he starts firing people, like gets rid of players. And he's like, do you believe in this? He's like, yes. He's like, all right. He's like, then why are we winning? He said, well, this is predictable. He said, this is what's going to happen to the system. So then in. they bring Susan Sarandon in, and she's like a whiz at like having again, sex with guys. And, again, I love where you're going. And and to kind of making them into better players by with sexual manipulation and stuff. This would have made what he's talking about better. Different movie, though. Bull Durham. I love about. that movie. Great movie. And then and then the real star, then, the, then the real star comes in. Kevin Costner. <laughs> I, I thought... And, uh, <laughs> that's that's the music, that's the movie that uh, Robbins and uh, Sarandon met on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. God, they were so annoying. But <laughs> as much as I like them, they were fucking irritating. Um, so anyway, it won, I, I think it won it won Best Picture, um, and I think Joan Hill got an Oscar nomination for it. But the thing about it was, it was, you know, Billy Bean never watched the games because he had this thing. He it jinxed it would jinx it every time he'd watch it, so he would just go work out or whatever and. You know, not watch it, and it was man. Is but I was I was sitting there wondering, is that real? I mean, is that something that they? Because apparently, at the end it of the movie, sounds they, like it is because they, it worked. Well, they said at the end of the movie that this is a model that now every other team. Well, you can, you know who uses it? Patriots. Name one other player on the Patriots in the last fifteen years. That's true. Play. It's just an aggregate. But I didn't. But I didn't think that would work for every sport. I mean, baseball is different. Baseball is more. Yeah, baseball is different. I mean, it's. Well, answer me this though, okay? Because I, I, I think I saw part of this movie. Which character was it that after he retired, he went off and bought, became a corn farmer, and had this giant field of corn? And when he was out there one night, he heard this Again. voice. Again. If you build it, they will come. He had a fucking ball bat. Which with which which lightning car- on it? Which character was that? You're confusing two movies now. Ugh. You're confusing Field of Dreams and The Natural. Oh, and then... And I like the, those movies. And then, <laughs> and, then they, and then they show the kid's childhood, and they hit this ball into this into this yard where there's this St. There's this Bernard that they're afraid of, and they call him the Beast. <laughs> yes, this is the confusing baseball movie the kid's for mom, other baseball movies. This kid's skit. mom teaches him how to throw. <laughs> the kid goes into the major leagues. The He's baseball, like 11, throws the goddamn thing underhand. It's fucking amazing. Here's your title, The Baseball Confusion Episode. Okay. <laughs> He's not even writing it down just because I said that. <laughs> I it's not getting anywhere. I write down my way. It's not going to be. <laughs> if I had come up off, off the cuff, it would have been different. Um, and then the one guy gets uh, implicated in like a gambling ring and he gets kicked out. That's the then, actual life story of Pete Rose. No, I'm talking. Uh, it's like the way back in the, like the 20s or something. Oh, you're talking about the Black Sox. Yeah. When yeah. the White Sox, uh, that's eight men out. Oh. It's odd that I knew all these baseball movies, and I despise baseball. I've watched every single one of them with my dad. My dad would any baseball movie that came out. And then it's a great. And then he, uh, we were we were buy, renting it from from Butler Video, and and then taping it. And the, <laughs> and the, and, the, and there was this like really uncommon thing that happened where they had these actually two women that played on the team, and one of them was a pitcher, and one of them was a catcher, and they came off this dairy farm, and they were friends with Madonna, yeah, and Rosie O'Donnell. You no, know, all the yeah. players were female on that. That's that's. No, I'm talking about your movie. I think oh. I saw it. Oh, okay. No. The one with Brad Pitt in it? No, this is League of Their Own. Okay. And Tom Hanks is a real hard ass. He plays uh, <laughs> Jimmy Dugan. Yeah. And then he puts. Why a, you whatever your name is? Then he puts the band together. <laughs> They're called the Oneaters at first because they couldn't. Then he's called the Wonders. Then he's getting married oh, to uh, Tony Katane. Then he learns and, about email. And, and then he has, no, he's getting married to Tony Katane, and then he has this wild bachelor party in this hotel, and a donkey snorts a bunch of drugs and dies in the middle of the fucking and then party. And then he's a retard for some reason, and he's sitting on a bench. 
<laughs> and a feather <laughs> floats down from the hithers. But yeah, then he gets really smart and he gets AIDS as, a, as an attorney yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. And Denzel Washington is an opposing attorney. And Denzel Washington, Washington walks around a lot, like wiggling his head like he does. And um, then what the fuck happens after that? Then the character of Denzel Washington. Then he landed a plane in the Hudson River. Yeah. But then for some reason he got really, he, he got, he was a kid and then he got, he got older again, like kind of fast. Yeah. And then he joined, he starts. And he had one toys. red shoe. Yeah. Man, that's a fucking deep that's cut. That's a pull right, right, there. right That there. is a fucking deep cut, sir. <laughs> a man with one red fucking shoe. <laughs> Terrible fucking movie. And he gets bit by a vampire or something. I don't know. He buys a house and uh, he just sinks all this money into the house. Well, but then there's a neighborhood that grows around that house, and then he has some really weird neighbors that yeah. he, that uh, and him and his oddball motley crew of, <laughs> of uh, neighbors are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, Carrie Fisher is his wife for some reason. She's 15 years older than him. Easy. I don't know. I had no idea how old she was. Her daughter's an actor. She's uh she was in um she's in Star Wars. The last Star Wars. She's in all the uh, fucking American horror stories. Looks like she probably has nice tits. Is all I'm saying. Carrie Fisher had nice tits. Probably. I don't remember seeing them. Anyway, what else is going on? That was it. Cool. <laughs> My sister texted me last night about uh, this movie she went and saw called Peanut The Peanut Butter Falcon. It has one Shia LaBeouf. I've heard about it. I've heard it's really great. But all she texts me is it's a, it's a movie about a boy with Down syndrome that loves pro wrestling. I think you'd like it. And I was like, oh, maybe. And then I was like... <laughs> I texted her back. Do you think I have Down syndrome? <laughs> are you Is that why you are, always talk so slowly? Are you actually super humming? When you start taking random things from this house, that you can jump on them. Just take that giant fucking. I mean, I'd do it if it wasn't hack already. This it's guy. like it's like we we do this podcast thing for him every week. It makes him so happy. <laughs> he doesn't even go out. He doesn't even go anywhere. He just oh likes God. putting the phones on. He calls them the cans. <laughs> Gives that tart something to live for. He's got that big old smile. It just makes you proud. Oh, Christ. Calls himself the Prince of Podcast. We're all going to hell. <laughs> 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 My sister hasn't answered me yet, so it's very possible. <laughs> and she thought I had Down syndrome this entire time. <laughs> so, oh, we always watch Life Goes On together. <laughs> She's like, look, there's Corky. I bet Aww. you guys would get along. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And you didn't get it. <laughs> you're having a, you're going to have a fucking usual suspects about what we were thinking about your, all, your whole life. Talk about some like some midlife crisis delayed trauma <laughs> shit. Like, wait a minute. Uh, Am I a joke to you? No fuck. Yeah. So that's what's been going on with me. Anything? Already the best episode we ever done. Yeah, it might be. Anything been going on with either of you twos? Used to. Now you just can't leave. That's one of the best scenes in movie history. Mm, I sold some meat today. Hell yeah. John's out there slinging that meat, son. Yeah. So get at me if you want some meat. Get it, John. If Otherwise, you want maybe I'll stop doing it. And then you'll S- be sorry. Stop slinging meat. You who never wanted or bought any meat hmm. from me, you'll be sorry. Is this like a threat for, like, for a, a mass This shooting? is a, uh, no, this is a, a, a Christmas story-esque threat. Oh. One day you'll go blind when they make you eat soap, and then you'll be sorry. Oh, yeah. 
I told you not to use life, boy. Where you been? Hey, Ralph, where you been? <laughs> that movie's... If you really look at it, that movie was made on a shoestring budget and everything. It was... It's Nobody expected it to be a hit, and it probably wasn't for like two or three years afterwards. Um, It didn't do well at the box office. It did no. okay. Um, Not a lot of good Christmas movies nowadays, though. They all, they just make them real cheap and sling them on the Hallmark Channel for my mom. Yeah, I mean, there's not. Well, I mean, they 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 attempt one every now and then. It's just turned out I to mean, be. There was one a couple years ago, Office Party. It was a Christmas movie. Yeah. I like that one. T.J. Miller's funny. Then there was uh, the night before or something, which uh, I don't know. I don't think it was the night before, but it was like Seth Rogen and, and Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. And, I, yeah, I like that. It's not bad. It's pretty, I like anything Vince Vaughn does. It had a ja- oddly Jack John Favreau. In yeah. It. And he was an MMA fighter. I was like, yeah. Why do you, why didn't you keep doing that, John? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop doing the fucking cooking show and do an MMA show or something. <laughs> Start an Stop MMA Stop eating. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He, he's, nah, he's got he, to the point. He He's one of those guys. He's, he's got so much money. He doesn't know what to fucking do with it. You think he just got Jack just to see if he could? And then I like, think that like, okay, now that I know I can do that. There, that happened at different times in his career. Like what happened with him and I've talked about this before and something I've always admired, is that he was in the Hollywood system before Swingers. Hated it. He was in Rudy. Yeah, he fucking hated that movie. And he hated, Vince Vaughn hated it. Rudy's all sides. I hate that movie. It's so. fine. It's been 25 <sighs> years since I watched it. It's garbage. It's one um, of those my dad got and made us watch. I, I don't. Because my dad watched it live or something. I, I see why it should work. It just doesn't. You know, it, it just, uh, for some reason, it just gets on my nerves. It's just that Sean Astin's a shitty actor. No, he's not. He's great. I love him. He's tremendous in fucking uh, in Stranger Things. He's mm-hmm. so good. Um, oh, what was I saying? Uh, Rudy, uh, no Favreau. You're okay. Tracking uh, Favreau's rise. Then he he was he was fat in that movie. He was fat in, in Rudy. So he uh, dropped out of the system. Didn't like the didn't like the way it was going. Pulled back He and he Him and Peter Billingsley And a bunch of other guys Got together And said we're gonna do This thing our way And they did it Then for Swingers man He was in good, great shape He wasn't real big But he was You know Had slimmed down His He looked like a different person You know um, Vince Vaughn On the other hand Has taken the opposite track The entire Oh you see Vince Vaughn now What did he get in shape again He's jacked Is He's he? jacked for Vince Vaughn He's long and gangly yeah, but he's now like I saw that movie, uh, the Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It is a must watch. And Vince, it's all it's Vince Vaughn is in every scene as far as I can remember. It's fucking good, dude. Okay, I it's, like Vince Vaughn, but it's also but one saying, of those shoestring you know, budget we were, things. But we were talking about the fact that from Swingers to Made, which is only a few years, yeah, he got so much bigger and so much older. Because he Favreau was living or, no fucking oh yeah Vince Vaughn went hard dude he, he he was living the fucking lifestyle son I mean he was doing all the powders all the pills all the drinks all the cigarettes all the broads that's what he was fucking doing he was, I mean, living, he was living the swingers living. life yeah, yeah he was um, he had that beautiful head of hair god damn swingers is a great movie it is god I love you've that seen movie. it right yeah yeah you've seen Heather money. Graham holy fucking shit is there anybody the better looking than Prime Heather Graham I don't know man I really don't think so. We'll ask the audience. Call in at prime, <laughs> John Will Shatter, Prime Jennifer Connelly. Um, yeah, she's pretty good looking too. Jennifer Connelly, Del Rey. Um, Jennifer Connelly pre breast reduction. Topanga. Jennifer Connelly was better when she was thicker. When she was bigger. Always kind of a thing from Marissa Tomei. 
Oh hell yeah! Oh she's god, still looks she, she, she was yes. odd watching Far From Home, and she's in one of those scenes where Favreau's sitting there talking to her, and she in those jeans, mom jeans. I'm like, holy fucking shit! She's still fucking hot. She's like 53. Did you see the wrestler? Yeah, it was maybe eight or nine years ago, mm-hmm. but she's nude in it. Yeah, and it's still tremendous. Yeah, I'm sure is. they did a little brushy brush, but yeah, whatever. I don't think they really needed to. She's no. she's in good shape. Great tips. She's she's always she's an Italian. Well, she's always gotten the uh, the bum rap that she didn't deserve the Oscar for Bullshit. And yeah, and I disagree with that too. They say that because it's a comedy, it's a goofy comedy, and whatever. She deserved that fucking Oscar. She carried the fucking movie. I need to watch that again. It's been twenty five years. It's probably. a great movie, man. I love Joe Pesci. I like Fred Wynn. I you know I think that it's there. They work work well together. It's a good movie. Marissa Tomei carries the fucking movie. I mean, she's she drives every scene she's in. And is the impetus behind the whole fucking thing? She just needs to get the fuck out of um, um, out of Alabama. I think you're forgetting somebody who who about carrying that film, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Mach? His performance in that was stunning <laughs> and brave. Yeah. It was something else. When he, getting that uh, getting that slush puppy and going back and asking for more ice, I think I think he made that decision on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> and being concerned about him about losing his own life, but also kind of being kind of okay with it at the same time. Yeah, not freaking out about it at all. <laughs> yeah, my my, my mobbed up cousin who doesn't know shit is going to be my lawyer. Things are going to be okay. <laughs> You're talking about uh, uh, them just taking it in their own hands and doing the and figuring out a way to do what they want. It's easier now. It's More much now easier now, ever. but but back then, but back then it was ridiculous, dude. I mean. Peter Billingsley was typecast, and, and that's all he was ever going to do. You know what I mean? Like, and then he became a producer, and he's he's the guy behind Iron Man. He's a guy, you know. He's Peter Billingsley is a is a Hollywood player, a major one, you know. And that reminds me of of, of a wrestling persona that I had uh, Chaz Keenan, major Hollywood player. <laughs> <laughs> we never got to do anything. My friend, with that my friend Curtis actually did a theme song for it. Mm-hmm, God. <laughs> um. But it turns out he was just a uh, that uh, that Charles Vanderhoff was an escape mental patient, and that was just another one of his personalities. Charles Vanderhoff or Chaz Keenan, major Hollywood player, did not exist. So yeah, Peter Billingsley's only been in thirty five things acting. Yeah, but they're all with Favreau, and uh, he was in Spider Man. He, he was in the new Spider Man, Four Christmases, Iron Man, The Breakup. Breakup is a very good romantic comedy. The Breakup is really good, not least because Jennifer Aniston's walking around in the nude. Mm-hmm. Elf. Elf, he probably, but his producing it says he's only produced twenty four things, but I bet they're all pretty good. F's for family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Paisley's uh, comedy rodeo because apparently, mm-hmm. it, I, I bet Vince Vaughn had something to do with that too because Vince Vaughn had the Wild West stand up. Yeah, <clears throat> he did a thirty for thirty. Uh, ex, uh, produced a thirty for thirty. Prescription Thugs. That's a good. Yeah, uh, good. That's uh, Chris Bell. Yeah. Four Christmases, of course. Iron Man, of course. Breakup. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's Wild West comedy show. Yeah, he's a uh, he's done. He d- he's doing what he wants, right? But he's you know? got boatloads of cash. Not just not. He never had to do anything again from just the sheer residuals of the fact that they they play Christmas Story twenty four hours on how many stations he gets paid for every fucking one of them. I bet he got a pretty good, pretty good contract for that one back then. Yeah. Yeah, they play it 24 hours on TBS mm-hmm. every Christmas day. Mm-hmm. I never watch it anymore. 
I can pretty much quote the I love it. Movie. It was so I, funny. I love it. I mean, it's it's uh, still so fucking funny. That and um, uh, it's a wonderful life. Um, Pee Wee's Christmas special. Yeah, let's get into the Christmas spirit when it's almost yeah. Halloween. <laughs> Christmas special. That's one of the things I want to talk about. That is a favorite thing. So let's fire that babe, you wanna, bad boy right you up. Head up to yeah. favorite things. Well, let me find the goddamn. I was going to play. Uh, well, this can be. Where's my YouTube at? There you are, you queer. Uh, Better not be an ad this Other than that And it's 4 minutes and 23 seconds long Raindrops on roses And whiskers on kittens Bright copper kettles And warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages Tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things Favorite things Crisp apple strudels. What's schnitzel? Is it a sausage of some sort? Schnitzel is um is like a is like a pounded out piece of meat that's like breaded and deep deep breaded and fried. So it's a cutlet. God. It sounds like something it's I would like love. A, it's like a. I, mean, I guess you could call it. I don't know if it's a cutlet. It's schnitzel. Hmm. It's like there's something about the way they do it. Hmm. You know, like veal, like Wiener schnitzel, I think is veal schnitzel. Oh, yeah. You can do, there's other kinds of something schnitzel. I like to give that what shot. kind of meat it is. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, we had a cool, like a, actually a cold evening. It was a, nice. A few, a few, what, a few days ago? Yeah, a nice cold morning yesterday. So that's the time to start cranking out the, the scary movies. And I always start out with, uh, Actually, I've always used to start out with uh, Night of the Living Dead. Right on. But that has lost its... It's gone down to number two. Number three now. Because in the top spot is Halloween 3. Is that now your favorite Halloween seasoned movie? Yes. Absolutely. Um, Hell yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I mean, Return of the Living Dead. And that one is the one that you bought that I watched last year. That's... Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't... I didn't buy that one. Okay, it was just on. Somewhere. It was just on for free. Yeah, it's actually on Prime right now. Right on. Um, I actually bought it on Blu-ray just to have it because I could never find a copy of it on Amazon or anything. It driving me nuts. So finally, I, it, I swear Walmart and all those fuckers can read your fucking mind. I walk in, there's a fucking end cap with Return of the Living fucking Dead on it. <laughs> Blu-ray. I'm like, yep, that's a purchase. <laughs> fucking grabbed it. Um, and um, I just I, this is my favorite time of year. I fucking despise summer. I don't despise summer anymore. Let me take that back. I don't despise it anymore. It's just not your favorite. It's not my favorite. It's not, not on the card, Christmas card. Um, winter is actually starting to be to be my least favorite. It used to be my most favorite. And again, I've, I've explained this way is the fact that I've changed um, personality wise. Like I used to not want to go to, go and do shit, and winter was a, an excuse not to. It was fucking snowing and shit. I don't want, I don't have to go do. And shit. now we don't get snow anymore, so we really don't. Not a lot. And October is, it's going to be 90 degrees in October. Probably. No, it already is. I've checked the forecast. Like, it's going to be October in a few days. And October's not for six more months, buddy. Okay. We're doing a pre-tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be 93 on one of those days. It's going to be a fucking summer day in fucking October. There's a problem here. I don't know what it is, know. I don't know how... I don't know how. Is that normal? Mm. 
Is it? Is it? I is mean, Donald, Donald, Donald Trump's president. Nothing. There have been anymore. so there have been so many more extreme weather events than we any of the three of us have ever lived through. Just in the last hundred years. I understand, that, but that it's been for the going, past few years. That makes what we're going through right now look like a fucking joke. I understand, but I'm saying it seems that the past few years that October has been warm right up to the very end. I mean, and that I, how it hardly ever happens. Not necessarily. I remember. Um, which year was it? On my farm, at least, and it's a little bit different from the valley, because you know, th- it's a little bit of elevation. Thirteen hundred feet versus eight hundred feet is a significant difference for snow, right at that, right on those shoulder months. But we got like six inches of snow in the uh, in the second week of October. I just do not few, remember just that. Just a few years ago, at my farm did. Maybe not down here because it's right on the cusp. You know what I mean? Like you can see where the snow line is on the mountains. Right, but I mean, I, I know that for the past couple of years, at least, that. I've been upset because uh, Halloween has been warm. I don't want Halloween to be warm. Halloween needs to be cold. You should at least need a light jacket on Halloween. That's yeah, all I'm I mean, saying. Well, it should be, at most, it should be 60. It should be more like 50. But it's just, it's not that consistent. It's not normal for it to be consistently. Those shoulder months, especially October, April. I remember in April recently where it was it was 96, um, like in like the middle of April. Hmm. I remember my being farm. in the 70s and... January. Yeah, 2000. Okay, so, uh, when I came back to West Virginia, the winter of um, 2011, 2012, in Golly Bridge, and I wasn't used to that warmer. It's a warmer microcli- microclimate right there because of the three rivers and the, the way the sun reflects off the river. Um, but it was um, that, that was the, the winter. There was no winter. Mm. I mean, the, the, the lilies were out, and they were out this last winter. They were out in, like, February. Yeah. Well, and then the February before that was one of the worst. I mean, that's when I started working at the plant. Yeah. And went to midnight, and it was so... That's it when was, I was working outside. It was fucking time. brutal. It was so, so fucking cold. Uh, I'd rather have snow and, yeah, and be the, like in the, the 30s. Rest. cold, yeah. But the, but the first winter I moved to the farm, that was winter of 13, 14, as well as the following winter of 14, 15, were absolutely fucking brutal. It was in the negatives for like a week straight. Yeah. Last winter, it was... Uh, the cold was brutal, but like it didn't really snow. Oh, we didn't get snow. Last winter wasn't bad at all. There's a couple uh, got into the negas a, cu- a couple times. It was nothing. But um, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm kind of tuned into it, and like the whole the whole climate change thing. There's like that's kind of a hot button issue right now. It's not a favorite thing. Of you don't say. But uh, well, and again, I try not to go alarmist uh, yeah i really try not to do that and i mean I, I i just recently was like a climate alarmist just in the last you know five years of my life but um they keep moving the fucking goalposts man it's like you you could look at all these scientists and they always say oh by 2012 the the uh, new york and florida won't be there yeah I mean, and it's 2019 and right. it, not even close to that happening right um they just it's like it I, they can only move the goalposts. They can only pull the, the Charlie the football out in front of this Charlie Brown so many times <laughs> before I start to question uh, the stuff that they're calling the science, which is, a lot of it's really fucking like just really fucking lazy, dumb science. Like it's it's junk science, but they're t- toting it as being like there's this overwhelming majority, and but they're like twisting things. They're like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if it's. If it's really that serious and it's really so apparent and you're an idiot if you don't believe in it, why don't you just state the facts? They never state the facts because they don't really have any. All of their models have been wrong. 
every single climate model where they, in order for a scientific, for something to be a legitimate scientific theory for you to claim that you have some knowledge over how the fuck it works, you have to build a model that predicts how something is going to behave based on how the variables change. So for example, if CO2 is the the cause, then the rise in CO2 needs to correlate in some meaningful way with the rise in temperature. And when, you're, and when your models based on that are always fucking way off and not anywhere near close because climate is way more complicated than CO2 in the atmosphere and other variables are, are changing it, and so your model is wrong, you can't just keep calling that good science and, and then keep saying if anyone disagrees with this, they're an idiot. You need to create science that actually proves what the fuck you're saying and not using a little 16-year-old girl as a political shield to uh, put people down, you know, to make people, you know, to protect you from any kind of criticism by teaching her how to act and putting her up there or whatever. That's what it looked like happened to me. I don't know. But it looks I, I believe she's legit. I believe she's a legitimate person in that I, but whether she's she, right or right or not is is another matter uh, i saw somebody wrote something it's like um if you believe that a 16 year old girl is uh has the has the, the maturity to uh determine global policies then in all honesty you can't object to jeffrey epstein, epstein paying 16 year old girls for sex okay i mean and and again <laughs> i mean i don't i don't that's a pretty Outlandish take. (laughs) No, it's not. Think about it. Well, he was. They were slaves. They were sex slaves. Yeah, they didn't have a choice. People paid him to fuck them. That's not what I said. I said you can't object to someone paying a sixteen-year-old to. If if she's so fucking wise that she can come up with with fucking global climate policy, then a sixteen-year-old is wise enough to to consent to sex. Is all that was the point. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, I do agree. But I don't think they were actually consenting. Yeah, not in that in that instance where they consented. Well, I'm sure that he paid sixteen-year-old girls that consented. I'm sure. And mixed in with all the Absolutely, other things. Yeah, That's sure all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, in, in that world, you're going to have people, you know, there's all different kinds of people. But what I am saying is that, do I believe she's uh, legitimate or concerns? Yes. Do I believe that, uh, uh, you know, that it's taken and overblown by by a group of people? Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, that, 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 that bleeds into, uh, you know... Um, uh, umbrage i mean f- for a second you know the fact that we had a 73 year old fucking man who is uh, the most powerful man on earth taunting and making fun of a 16 year old girl on fucking twitter and that's acceptable fucking behavior to a group of people that's fucking ridiculous what did he what did he do to taunt her he he put up he like retweeted her uh a speech or something then he and then he sarcastically put she seems like a you know just being a dick oh he's she seems fucking dick. she seems like a happy girl and yeah, she's got a, a great fucking future cocksucker she and i changed, can't wait for that she changed her to twitter bio uh, to uh, yeah, she's i'm actually, a happy happy girl <laughs> looking forward actually to a great pretty, future with it's my actually friend. pretty good yeah. that was actually a pretty good response um but yeah i mean that's that's a level of human being we have now running shit so um I don't know if I mean I'm not a scientist. Obviously, wait a second. We had you on here because you are a scientist. Now I just like wearing a lab coat. Well, well I guess I guess kind of my point is, <laughs> you know, a lot of people's point is neither the fuck is she. Yeah, I and I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that like, she's uh, correct. She, so like I can you know there's a couple things I read about her. Like her parents are both goddamn performers. Her mother is an opera singer mm-hmm. who, as a teenager, she convinced to quit her opera career because the jet fuel was was killing the planet. Um, her father is an actor. He's got an IMD thing, a Swedish actor. Um, 
they live in Stockholm, the fucking biggest, they're, they're city people. She has an IMDB profile. She's an actress herself. She's obviously been trained and like groomed to like that, like that, the, the UN speech, the one where she got real nasty yeah. or whatever, or got real feisty or whatever. I'm not trying to put her down. I'm saying, it, you know, it was kind of a, you know, kind of an outburst. It was. It was a little bit like immature and childish. And um, she's 16. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Chuck. Yeah. Why the fuck are we paying any attention to it? When I remember when I was 16, and if somebody had like, you know, let me say what I was, but I was felt so, you know, believed so much about, and I got had to look back on that shit right now, I'd be fucking scarred because I was sure. a goddamn idiot at 16. Most of us are. Almost, Almost. all of us are. Yeah. Yeah. And her having Asperger syndrome and having some extreme, extreme, uh, extreme type of OCD doesn't make her magical. I'm sorry. I'm probably on the spectrum too. I'm not magical because I'm fucking autistic. You I, are magical. I, mean, you are I know some people with Asperger's and they're not fucking magical either. They're fucking, they're fucking brutal, like narcissistic people. They're like lizard people, like people like Bill Gates. He's on the Asperger's. Absolutely. He's absolutely, he's a classic Aspie. There's a new dark uh, I know, doc I, on him. I know, That's a thing? I know, Aspie? Aspie, yeah, Asperger's. Would that be considered a pejorative or... Um, is it sort of like I, the I've N word? Seen, I, I've seen it. I've seen it used by people on the spectrum. Cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of elements to it, and like I just, I, I'm not that interested in it. But uh, at the same time, it's like it, it's like so so much in the in the feed right now that I'm, I'm kind of like absorbing a lot of it through osmosis, and uh, you know, it's it's just like it's, the thing is, it's like it'd be one thing if I thought like they were getting it right and the things that they're calling for are actually going to help the planet in some way and, and they're doing the right things, right. but they're fucking not. Well, but and again, my my point with the whole thing is not the science or any of that stuff. It's not, I don't, honestly, I don't care because I've just tuned out because I don't know what to think. So I'm just going to keep my fucking mouth shut until, you know, if only certain 16 year olds would do that. Yeah, I, I understand. But my, my whole thing is, is not, is not the fact that she's talking about anything. It's just, it's him. It's him again with, but, all, with okay, all but, this but my, I guess my response to that is okay. Yeah. Like, like that's pretty cowardly to, to, to uh, mock a sixteen-year-old girl, right? There's yeah. no, there's nothing. You're not, you're not taking the moral high ground by doing that. Um, what kind of moral high ground is it to use a ch- to use that child as a political shield and say, "How dare you!" and shame everybody as if uh, as if these individuals are somehow are the people who are responsible and to make them feel like you've crushed my dreams and stolen my child. Better that is even more cowardly than what Donald Trump did. Um, they're making a little off the cuff thing. Oh, she seems like a real happy girl. Ha ha. I don't know if what he did would be considered cowardly. I then, think what he taking did is a considered. Child, it's like people that, that stupid. It's like people that bring their kids to protests and make them hold yeah, signs and dance around. Yeah, yeah. Or like putting your kid in booty shorts and making him your ten year old and making him twerk at a gay pride parade. It's kind of on that same level. Right. Or you get this autistic girl. You know, have the have this public school system indoctrinator, which the Swedish school system did, to believe that you know. Doomsday's 10 years away. We've got 12 years, and then 12 years from now, we'll say 12 years again. 12 years now, we'll say 12 years again. Um, just until we get all the fucking government power we want. Somehow, these, somehow, if we just tax people more and give the government more power, it's going to fucking green the earth. All of a sudden, people aren't going to need energy anymore. And they're gonna, everyone's going to start, uh, you know. Aren't they suing countries? Uh, didn't uh, like a bunch of kids just like file a lawsuit against like 10 countries? And somehow they left off China, who is the yeah, biggest and, polluter. And again, I mean, it, it's not 
I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't bring it up to in, engage in a discussion no, I'm not, about I'm not, that. And I'm not arguing with you. I'm just kind of like venting. I understand. And just and, like and you're absolutely correct. Everything that's know. been like all this shit is like they're like making such. A, they're acting like they're on such a moral high ground and like they're so sure and they're right. wrong. Right. And and I agree with that aspect of it. I do. I agree that. Um, there is probably you know a, a motivation behind it. There's definitely motivation behind it, and, and it is a wrong thing to do. It's a power. My, grab. my point was when I saw that stupid son of a bitch who couldn't keep his goddamn mouth shut for two fucking seconds. I'm sick of his shit. I'm sick of him. I want his ass to be impeached. I want him to be fucking arrested. I want his ass in fucking jail. Fuck him. Try it. Go ahead. Try it. No, he's done. Dude. Try it. This time impeach he's done. my nuts. He's. I really think they've got him this time. And, I, and I'm not saying that as somebody who really wants it to happen, although I am. I'm saying it because it really feels different, because even he's scared this time. I don't know if you've seen the interviews with him and shit. I mean, no. he's, he's sweating. His face, oh, dude. I read a headline that said uh, he uh, got in touch with Wayne LaPierre from the NRA to see if they would cover his... Uh, Legal expenses, legal, legal expenses, and he wouldn't enact. That's corrupt in itself. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, he's just he's corrupt as fuck. He's. Uh, well, they all are. He he. Well, yeah, but I'm saying just because he comes out and says it doesn't make him any better. See that that's a lot of people's argument. Well, all of them are corrupt. It's like yeah, but he's dumb enough to get fucking caught. I mean, that's that's a double whammy if you ask me. Corrupt and stupid, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be corrupt, don't be stupid, you know. <laughs> Anyway, Halloween. You create. Movies. Okay. <laughs> you, hey, you create. And I hate the, and what are, the funniest thing I find is that Fox News is fucking self-destructing. They are at each other's throats. Like it is the, the, the fucking carrion crows have come home to roost. I mean, they're fucking Juan Williams got into a shouting match with Greg Gutfeld and that stupid fucking son of a bitch. Uh, uh, Jesse Waters. I like Greg Gutfeld, but not because of anything about politics, but uh, he had a show on late night that had uh, comedians on it all the time. Did he? Yeah. Read something. I just don't like him. And I, and I despise Jesse Waters. But anyway, yeah, Halloween know. and Halloween movies. Okay, uh, let's go. Halloween is... I love it because... A, it's one of those as I've said before, in in in, in more poetic terms. It gives you uh, since the testosterone is kicked in, I'm far less. Poetic. It, give, it gives it gives you it gives you an opportunity to dress to dress really sexy. I'm gonna do that all the time. John. Are you gonna go sexy Greta Thunberg for <laughs> God damn? You know what I thought about? <laughs> what? I thought about season one uh, eleven. Yeah, and get a pink dress. I got the hair already. Sure. That's. There you go. Hey, he's got it. I think he's got it. <laughs> just, just walk with people and just say, "We need to do a poster." Friends, don't lie. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be. A, I'll have the hat and I'll be. Yeah, a, you could be Dusty. Be, <laughs> Thanks. Who would? No, who were you thinking you'd be? The cop. Oh, but I want you to be Dusty. Okay, I'll be Dusty. I'll be Mike. Okay. Mike. <laughs> um. I think I got it though. <laughs> We need to put that up on the fucking website. Um, no, it's 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 the uh, the thing that you know ch- changing of the seasons, and you can really feel that. I mean, I, I'm 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 convinced of that that human beings can feel those things, and it's you know the angle of the light changes, sure. The, the intensity of the sun changes. Mm-hmm. The days get shorter. That's what yeah. I'm saying. All the clicks are. It was yeah. nice. All and the hot all the knobs are being turned. Nice and too. hot out a couple times this week, but I didn't get real sweaty when I was outside. No, and actually, one night at work, man, it, you know, it was kind of hot during the day. Then it got really cold really fast. I was freezing my fucking ass off because you sweat, and it's just an, it's an open building essentially. So you're just 
you know, you catch a a chill. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, I just, I, Halloween has pretty much always been my favorite. Like, of course, when you're a kid, you get presents on Christmas, so it's your favorite. But Halloween, for some reason, I love being, I've always loved being scared. I've always loved scary movies. And it's ironic because scary movies don't scare me anymore. Yeah, it's just, Fun to watch Sure I mean And some people Are really scared Of scary movies (laughs) This bucket of syrup Um, It it takes something Really extraordinary The Shining It doesn't really Scare me anymore Because I've seen it So many times But that's still That's some That's some eerie shit I think uh, There's one on Amazon Prime now Called uh, Hereditary I think you'd like it I think it might Get you a little bit It's scary I, it, is it scary or is it disturbing? It's both. Okay. Because disturbing, I can't handle. I don't like disturbing. I don't like... Um, you who fall asleep to... What's, what's your fall asleep movie? Uh, aliens? Cobra? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Snooze fest. <laughs> no, my fall asleep movie, uh, Return of the Living Dead, is one of my fall asleep movies. Jesus, Night of the Living Dead is one of my fall asleep movies. Um, because they all, I mean, well, actually, Return of the Living Dead doesn't start slow. It starts actually, it starts pretty much from go. Um, Night of the Living Dead starts really slow. Um, yeah, and then like a couple on a date. Well, no, it's a and a, a a brother and sister. They're going to their dad's grave, and actually, it doesn't start slow. It has this uh, initial part where it's crazy, and then she runs away, and then it's slow for quite a bit afterwards. You know, and there are all the interplays between them. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just, uh, you know, and I love, that's one of the reasons I love Halloween 3. It's one of the only Halloween movies, you know, and I, and I saw a, a, a 10 things you didn't know about Halloween, 10 awesome things. And um, it's one of the only ones that... Pete, they get it right. You know, Halloween is an extremely Celtic Irish holiday, you know, and it's um, that's one of the first movies to really address that. Because I remember in the movie, the girl says uh, Irish Halloween masks like it was a, not a not something that now people, I think, know that they're like, it's you know, it's a it's an extremely Celtic holiday. So um, back then in the 80s, people didn't know that it was just seen as something American. So um, either there's that. Um, uh, before we get off that, an alien lands on Earth and he wants to hang out with you for some reason. And he wants to know about Halloween. They don't have Halloween on Bloor Black, wherever the fuck he's from. Bloor Black. What? I like that. Uh, let's say five Halloween movies do you show him? Show him Halloween 3. Halloween 3? Uh, E.T. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like where he's going with this. Um... Night of the Living Dead. No, not Night of the Living Dead. That's not necessarily a Halloween movie. That's just a zombie movie. There's a subtle difference. Yeah, I mean, you could do scary. Well, it doesn't matter if it's Halloween or zombie movies. Well, you could use a scary movie to describe to him. Now, this is one of the things that's about Halloween is that, you know, people like to be scared, you know. Um, so something that's scary, you know, is nice to see. Um, Halloween 3 is more of a description of the holiday. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, it's an homage, one would say. It definitely is like, especially when he has that soliloquy, Connell Cochran talking about how we they were the Irish were sitting in their uh, in their houses and you know they would have the fire built up and you know talking about Halloween how how it was. I was like, that's really fucking cool. It's one of those things about that movie that people just don't get is that that's the reason, in my opinion, still to this day, it's the best Halloween movie. I mean, and it the others the others as much as I like them are just slasher movies. 
It's just a slasher movie. You I know? really like it if they took a, if somebody took another stab at that. Halloween three. Yeah, you could definitely make a, a really good remake. But that's one of those things. One of the I hope Danny McBride does it because they're going to do another Halloween movie. Oh, are they? And then I'd like it if they if he did another like Halloween three and just make make that movie again except for now. Yeah, I mean that would be, and he would have to be Danny McBride would have to be the lead Chalice, Doctor Chalice. Yeah. God, Tom Atkins, fireball, banging that young chick in that fucking hotel. She was hot as shit too. She was God hot. damn, she was hot. Um, so so far, how many? How many? Yet? We got uh, Halloween three, ET, or scared stupid. ET's on your Halloween list. Yeah, that has a huge trick or treat scene. I mean, that's like, that kind of gives you the spirit of Halloween. It's like the linchpin of the of the movie is is the, the trick or treat aspect of it. Um. Then I would have to throw in uh, Stranger Things season two, yeah, as you know, a description of you know Stranger Things just feels like Halloween. The whole thing does, you know, not just even the season that took place in the summer. You know, it's one of those those defying um, it defies the time of year things. Stranger Things three is in the middle of fucking summer. Like I feel like it should be being put out right now. Yeah, exactly. And um, I love the fact that uh, again. Uh, I bought last night for ten dollars. I bought Day of the Dead, the uh, the original George Romero. They're down in the bunker. Some of the worst fucking acting you'll ever see in here. It is so bad, but I love it. It's so good. Um, and that's the movie that, that the kids are sneaking in to see. That Steve is sneaking them behind the you know scoops of holy fucking, <laughs> fucking hat, dude. That poor guy. That's <laughs> the whole season. Like the best, one of the best looking dudes. Yeah, best looking dude on the cast. Definitely. Steve Air Harrington, and they just put him in a little baby sailor boy suit the whole time. It was tremendous. I loved it so God, much. I've started watching before I came up. I was having this bowl of soup and some milk, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to watch. Well, I have to watch because it's one of my goals for today. I'm gonna watch the new Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Hell yeah! When I go home. Hell um, yeah. But I was like, well, I need something that I, that's comforting to watch while I eat my soup and all that stuff. So I threw it. I was like, and nothing was really scratching that itch. So I was like, fuck it, Stranger Things. And I threw it on first episode. You know, I got through the uh, Russian lab scene and then it, Mike and uh, Levin making out and then uh, uh, Hopper in there sitting like a big old surly bear. <laughs> He's so good at looking surly. You know what I mean? He's as surly as some of a bitch. Um, I. I I, I don't know, man. I love it. Um, oh, I, I I finished I finished a book by a uh, Republican strategist named Rick Wilson. He's one of my favorite guys on on the uh, talk, talking head cycle because he's fucking brutal. Like he goes after all these Republicans who don't have the balls to stand up to Trump and tells them to go fuck themselves because he's been a, in the book. He doesn't pull any punches. He's like, yeah, Republicans are bad people in a lot of ways. I'm one of them. You know, <laughs> he's like, here's he goes into the reasons why. He said, but. Um, this thing with Trump is not Republicanism. It's not. It's not. It, it's not uh, fiscal responsibility. It's none of that shit. He said it's a cult. That's all it fucking is, and it's called everything Trump Donald Trump touches dies. That's the name of the book, and it just goes into his life and goes into the firings and goes into everything. I wish he'd touch my ex wife. Am I right, folks? Hey, <laughs> this guy. Well, I mean, Chuck, anything's going to die once it turns to solid gold. <laughs> See, you could put Trump in that in that story where it's supposed to be a moral tale, where the where the 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 king touches every, you know, the, the Midas, Midas touch, mm. and at the end there's no lesson learned. He'd just be happy that he had a planet full of gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> if I could come here, 
Go daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of person that'd be lost. That that whole fucking lesson would be lost on him because he's a piece of shit. Um, Are you writing down gold daughter? <laughs> sure am. <laughs> um, it was a, it was a really good book. It's extremely well written. Guy has a huge vocabulary, man. I mean, I usually don't have to use the because uh, I got it on my phone. I usually don't have to do the. Uh, Look up uh, dictionary. Yeah, the, yeah, the dictionary. With this guy, I had to do it a few times. You know, I, I got a fairly large vocabulary, but he usually he pulled out some real twenty dollar words. You know, he was he was killing it. Um, I liked it because he went after everybody, like Hannity. You know, all those people, and uh, you know, I, I just if there's anything. That's positive for me about this whole sordid mess that we've gotten ourselves into is the fact that it is a moral lesson writ large and it's going to it's going to collapse like, you know, it's just that's just the nature of the thing. You know, it's he's going to fall and, you know, you're going to have all these people scrambling, you know, some some of the people. Even some of the worst sycophants will have plausible deniability. Like Tucker Carlson will be able to duck out of it because he's a slimy little weasel. He's Don't never, you talk about my Tucker like um, Laura Ingram? The same. She's slimy in a different kind of way and in a real. I, I despise her. That fucking cunt. Um, what about Laura Ingalls? Well, I mean, she runs down the hill into the wildflowers. I mean, what's, what's Nelly says the, something snarky. What's not the one? Not <laughs> you know, she was a stand-up comedian. Really, been a good one. Hmm, I did not know that. Um, you know, Hannity. Hannity is really hanging on because his career is his 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 wagon is firmly hitched to Trump. Well, uh, if everything goes down, he's got two years of material just bitching about what they did to Donnie. That's fair. I mean, that's I didn't look at it that he way. He wins either way. Well, he's he's going. He's at, he'll he'll be fired by. I mean, because he'll not be fired by Fox News. He'll quit Fox News and he'll start his own po- uh, Trump. Because Trump. Even if he goes down, I don't know if he's going to go to jail. He'll keep doing those stupid fucking rallies. He'll keep doing that because that's his thing now. That's how he strokes his ego. I mean, that's probably the only way you can get an erection is to have one of those fucking, you know. The only way I can get an erection is by watching one. So I'm sure. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you have Kid Rock playing it. And I'd like to see how, how easy it is for you to get an erection when you have that many time travel, travel miles and it affects your, your testosterone levels and your... Yeah, and your se- your semen production goes down when you. Why do you, you think my testosterone levels low, John? Are you a time, Bobby? Uh. So you know him. Mm-hmm. You've seen the truth. I have. Who killed JFK? Lee Harvey Oswald. It wasn't a thing. It was no. The the theory is true. It is. Suck a dick. Are you serious? Get out of town. It was really uninteresting when I found it out. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, god damn it. But there was a, Did you think about trying to stop him? Yeah, but it, I mean, I, I, it's the job. I mean, I just have to. You've also I, I just seen, had, I just had to observe and make. You've sure. also seen eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. By the way, that's a tremendous fucking movie and show. I, I mean, and um, book. It's a show and a book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Have you seen that? Eleven twenty two sixty three. This guy goes back in time. There's a time portal in this diner. In uh, it's probably in Maine, um, Pacific or uh, the Northeast. His friend runs a diner, and in this basement is a time portal. Takes you back to 1959. So 
it takes you to the same point every time. Nineteen fifty. So they were having a discussion, and his friend had the same idea. He's just like, you know, this country. This is in current day. So he's like, this country's gone to shit. And he's like, you know, he said it died with John John F. Kennedy. That that, that actually is a point that a lot of people from that generation have. I don't know if I share it. I guess I do because I think John F. Kennedy. I mean, there's something about him that that. I don't know, man. It seemed like everything was coming together and everything was great. And he got shot and everything fell apart. Maybe that's a that's an after effect of it. Maybe things weren't really going in that direction. I don't know because I wasn't alive. And people are going to look at anything like that through rose colored glasses. They're, they're just going to, you know. Well, he did make some pretty um, some pretty provocative speeches towards the end. There, he did, and uh, that again, were that were alluding, obviously alluding to certain things that secrecy we now, that, that we now know is the norm, right? Yeah, I mean, and I think that he was really going after that. Um, so this guy decides, well, I'm going to go stop it. So he goes back in time, and he fails. Uh, he fails twice, like two good times. You, and you go back to 1959, you have to live. You have to stay alive and make yourself useful for for four years. Four and a half years. And then like plot that. your what you're going to do and all that. You know what I mean? Like, And also, there's, a, there's an element of it that the, the timeline is resisting you. Like all these things are not falling your way. Like uh, there'll be a traffic jam or, you know, all this shit that's just getting in your way from doing the thing, you know? So finally he succeeds and he comes back and it's not good. Like um, there was a nuclear war, you know, a bunch of awful shit happened. Um, and it wasn't necessarily because of JFK. It's because of what followed in his wake. Like there was a blow, there was a pushback from the other side. You know what I mean? It's like, so uh, it didn't turn out well. And he the 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 saddest and sweetest part about it was he fell in love with this woman back then. She was a smoke show. She was a teacher, and he taught with her in Texas. And um, and he was hot for her. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Um, one of my favorite, favorite things that he did. Was, you know, are you not getting that reference? Here, let me. Let me one of my favorite things that he did. He. Uh, he went back uh, Gonna go back in time He failed the first time And he had to like Work and stuff And get a, and have a job And everything Because you gotta live So what he did To make money Is he uh, Got bets. sports books And he placed bets It was a It was a <laughs> subplot From fucking Back to the Future Part 2 Yeah So You know what you got <laughs> Hold on it's, it's a delayed joke But we, we're We're best for Delayed jokes right here Yeah Nobody listens for the jokes. They listen for the high-quality content. That's right. The tent. Here we go. Ah. It kind of sounds like a motorcycle, doesn't it? I think it's supposed to. Yeah. You know who this is? Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, he fell in love with this woman. And, uh... And then he had to come back to his time... And then the end part was uh, she, They're at a dance And they're honoring her And he, he comes walking in And she's like I think I know you And she's an old lady And he dances with her And that's the end of it It's a, it's a it James Franco man It's beautiful It's a beautiful Beautiful show I mean it, Everything's done right The the uh, production is It's Mad Men level production Where you really feel like You're in the fucking 60s So It's really good Hulu Yeah, yeah. Hulu's got some cash To throw around Oh yeah I haven't watched any of their other original series or anything. Well, no, 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 no. Handmaid's Tale. It's high quality. 
Van Halen. Wait a second, man. You got any more favorite things there, Taters? It's going to look like this year. I think that's pretty much it this week. Oh, uh, I was able to do hanging chin-ups today. Hanging chin Right on. Yeah, like, you know, feet off the ground, pull myself up, come back down, you know. That's a definite development. Instead of coming from a dead stop, which is still not bad, you know, but I was actually able to do them completely properly, so making progress. Hell yeah. The testosterone also is it's so much. I mean, it's like night and day. Like, I don't have any, no more anxiety. My paranoia is. Are you getting anxious about not having any anxiety? No. <laughs> I used to when, when that would happen And I had anxiety Something's problems Something's about to fall apart No Yes exactly It would be like I need to be worrying about something What You know And, and I, We laugh about it But that's I don't know if you Have felt that That I have before yeah. When you're not When you're not worrying about something You're like That's something I need to be worrying about Um, My depression Also largely gone I, I'll have some days Where I Feel better than others You know But um, Everything's just on an even keel And I feel good You know Um but I've noticed this, and I don't know if I brought this up in the last show. Um, I had I've forgotten or, or didn't realize how much I leaned on dissatisfaction and unhappiness to drive the things I did, working out all that shit. You know what I mean? It gives you a fucking burst of horrid, horrid energy where you just, you know, when my levels were lowest, my testosterone levels. That's when I found the David Goggins thing and went crazy with it because I needed it. You know, because I was, dude, it was, that's when it got like right before then, it was truly dark. And it was thinking about suicide and thinking about, you know, not suicide, but thinking about dying a lot. Um, not caring if I did. Actually, kind of wanted to one time. Like I was at work and I was just like, you know, if I died right now, things would just be you know, over. So I don't have to worry about it. And I just kind of wanted to happen. Mm. And it was, um, it was bad. And then, I went to the doctor and, you know, of course, another round of let's go get you on another psych meds. Let's put you on, you know, this and this and this. And I was just like, well, why don't we just check to see my fucking health and see if I'm actually healthy? So what you're you saying know? is the universe said, what's your problem, Chuck? Don't any of you play for your blood? And then you came out and you said, I'm your huckleberry. That's what I did. <laughs> That's just my game. And I was drunk, and the universe said, "You can't see me." Yeah, the bird. You're, you're seeing. You're seeing double. <laughs> I have two pistols, one for each of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he said, "You are not a god." And then he said, "Why don't you uh, pull the trigger and find out?" <laughs> what is that on? That, that's Young Guns. Young Guns Two. Two. <laughs> Young Guns Two was much more. Kiefer, of a Su- Kiefer Sutherland's the doc from that one. Doc Spurlock is, is like dying, and he's or some, or is it not dying. Or he's he's like forget the exact scene, but he's pointing a gun at him. He's like ready to kill. Yeah, I get kill Billy. Billy yeah, he's like, you are not a god. Why don't you pull the trigger right now? God, he's such an obnoxious shot. Such an obnoxious bastard <laughs> in the blaze of glory. I mean, it's it's good, but it's dumb. <laughs> I saw that like I had see, I saw that one in the theaters before I'd ever seen or knew what Young Guns One was. Really? So I watched it, and I went home as a little kid, and I was just like practicing my draw. I saw I was all both about of them it. in the theater. I saw Young Guns like three times. And in I, had the ne- I had never seen Young Guns. <laughs> Um, it's. I still like it. I, I mean, Young Guns Two is better though. Young Guns Two is a western. It's an actual western. It's actually done. It's actually a really good movie when you get right down to it. Um, Young Guns One is goofy as fuck. It's basically just you know 
Let's get together a bunch of handsome young actors and throw them on the screen and put them and call it a western. It didn't. It didn't really matter what they were going to do. You know, a western was just the flavor of the month. Let's just do that. You know, it didn't really fucking matter. Um, that being said, it had some good performances. Uh, the worst one was Charlie Sheen. God, he was he 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 had no reason to be in that fucking movie. His character had no fucking. I mean, there was nothing about the guy that was memorable, no. other than the fact that he got shot. You know, and, and killed. That was um, the best part about yeah, it. Exactly. When they finally got that dead weight out of the fucking cast. <laughs> if fucking Charlie Sheen just phoned it in. He probably just did it so he could have Coke money. Um, Do you think he's just attached to Emilio since they're brothers? Like, because Emilio, well, Emilio probably, was hotter back then, like, career wise. That's debatable. Mm. Career wise, what was it? Well, he just 91? he had just come off of uh, Wall Major Street a few League, years yeah. before, a few years before, and Major League, and Major League, and Platoon. I mean, actually, he was yeah, shit. Uh, Emilio Estevez. The thing he had done before that largely was just The Breakfast Club. I mean, he and he was great in that though. He actually really I was, uh, dude. Uh, we've talked about this before. The Breakfast Club. Nobody, nobody understands how powerful those performances are because it takes place in one fucking room. I mean, it's one room with characters just reacting to each other. You had there can't be any chumps in the fucking cast. They all have to be good. Even even fucking Vern, the Paul Gleason, is good. They're all good. You know, um, the one with the least amount of real presence, and it's just because of her character was Ali Sheedy, and Ali Sheedy did a great job. You know, um. God, whenever I th- start throwing out these names, some people ask me, they don't know who the fuck I'm Gremlins. Uh, she was Gremlins, right? No. No, that was Phoebe Cates. She's in Short Circuit. Short Circuit, that's yeah. the one. Um, Not Short Circuit 2, though. No, that's Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Los Locos kick your ass. <laughs> Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. Wow, that was really racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the fucking chant was in the movie. I know, but it was just so fucking. That wasn't all. I mean, they painted him. Oh, dude, it's so great. Um, it's like you the, got a problem. It's, essay? Like, it's, it's like the Latino characters in fucking uh, the principal with, with Belushi. It's fucking hair. I paid on. good money for that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> or stand and deliver. That's a, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, I, but I was talking. How am I going to reach these kids? <laughs> I was talking to a guy at work who's a huge South Park fan, and we, and I was talking about we were talking about that one time. He's man, I, he's like I'd never seen the movie. I knew about it, and I, and I said I tried to sit down and watch it, and I was like, yeah, and I did the same. The whole thing, the only thing I did the whole time was laugh the whole fucking time because I thought of Cartman dressed up as fucking Jaime Escalante. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? <laughs> name Jaime is great. Yeah, John. Favorite things? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't have anything. I was maybe just gonna do. Um, my favorite thing is Bub, your dog. And I'll tell the story of Bub. Is Bub here? Yeah, he's just chilling out, Bud. Oh, okay. He's been no, he's been calm. Um, so, so to 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 preface this, the prequel is um, I I inherited this dog from my dad, Trappy. Yeah, you guys probably met Trappy. Yeah, I remember Trappy. Dutch, definitely. Great Trappy. Yeah, she was like a quarter, maybe like a quarter pit bull. Uh, she was like half boxer, quarter pit bull, quarter lab, kind of like just good all-purpose family dog. So, you know, she was real important to me. And then she got to cancer much in the same way my dad did. Had to put her down. So that was pretty, you know, that was a tough, tough thing to do. And then a few months later, 
these dogs show up. These like I'm just like. I just want to tell you right now. I'm picturing you you putting your dad down the way you did Trappy. <laughs> no, see the one, and it's hilarious. See the one. See the one was a pistol. The other one was just pulling a plug. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you sick fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Wait till your dad dies. You're gonna love these. <laughs> oh, okay, continue. DDC <laughs> Dead Dad Club. Um. Yeah, the one involved involved me ordering an, an almost lethal dose of morphine, <laughs> and the other one involved me, you know, yeah, squeezing. But um, so uh, picturing Doc on his knees, see, <laughs> like he's taking his last pee. <laughs> What'd you dig this Where? hole for, John? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where am I? Why am I here? <laughs> What's that gun for? God. This is so fucked up. <laughs> Look at the flowers, Dad. DDC rides again. <laughs> hey, Dad, what's over there? <laughs> so, and so these dogs, so a few months later after, uh, after Trappy dies, um, these these dogs show up like these and like I live no close to the animal shelter. It's like normal for stray dogs, you know, if the shelter's full or whatever because they're a no kill shelter and they've got you know fifteen pit bulls that nobody's ever going to take in. Um, is this sometimes dogs show up and usually you know they show up. I just you know either the dog runs them off. I didn't have a dog at this time or or I just go out there and like you know shoot them with a BB gun. You run them off, whatever it happens. So it was like these three dogs showed up and they were like attacking my chickens and stuff. I was like, I heard chickens screaming out there. So like, oh, a bunch of goddamn stray dogs. And I ran them off, shot them, you know, shot at them with a BB gun, ran them across the bridge. And, that, and then they came back, same thing, went out there, shot at them with the BB gun, pow, pow, just as fast as I could pump and shoot, and then <laughs> across the bridge. And and then I'm sitting in my living room, and and in my in the crawl space under the floor, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and they're under my house fighting and shit. <laughs> like tearing out the insulation and stuff. Imagine <laughs> John sitting there. I'm like, like the opening God. scene to Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just shit at keeping quiet. With a with with a little like like a smaller than a red rider BB gun. Just like uh like one of those pump you know, pump action ones. Yeah. If you That's, want a new BB gun, I got uh Red Rider up there if you want to use it. I mean, I've got the same thing. Okay, never but mind. I have, I have actually my very first gun, my very first BB gun, which is similar to the one I have, but it finally stopped working. But I still have it. Um, anyhow, so so I jump out the door. I hear this growling under my floor. I jump out the door. I'm like, you motherfucker! And I open up the crawl space. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! And one of them runs off. One of them comes out, runs past me, and goes across the bridge. And then another one stayed under there. And a third, the, the third one came out and ran, started to run away, and then stopped and just stood around and, tur- and just turned and looked at me. He was just sitting there, like kind of sitting there, looking at me, wagging his tail real hard. And he's just staring at me. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Okay." I was like, "He's he seems really friendly." And I was like, "Come here." I was like, "Here." And he was like, real scared, real scared. I was like, "It's okay." I got down. He came. He like you know, cowered towards me, just very slowly wagging his tail. I said, "Okay, sit," and he immediately sat down. And from that moment on. That dog had never disobeyed me one time until he was kidnapped, which is another story. Oh Jesus! But he he did not disobey anything that I said. Damn. Like he, like almost like he knows the English language. It's not he's not that you guys know how smart he's not that smart. But as smart as he is now, he was always that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So I was like, God damn it. I guess I have a dog now. <laughs> he immediately obeyed my command. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I sort of took care of the other ones uh, until they, um, f- and I like paid to get them fixed. I, I fattened them up. I, I, I took care of them. They, they became part of the family, but I lo- was constantly looking for homes for them. I was mm-hmm. going to keep up and get, get, give away the other two. And, um, and then they started, um, two of them, not, not Bub, started, uh, just like went on a killing spree and killed, um, over time they killed maybe 15 or 20 chickens, but then in, in like a four day period, they killed two lambs and one baby, two young Whoa. lambs and, and one baby goat. And, uh, so I took them, I, I had to take them off the farm, but Bub, but I would come back and Bub would be laying by the door, like looking ashamed and the other two dogs would be out. He did not join in. That's crazy. That's how that's fucking. Really, that's, that's how fucking smart this dog yeah, is. Yeah, he knew it. He knew that this was wrong. The other two, their instincts kicked in. They couldn't turn it off. Like they couldn't help it. He was just like, no, wait. He had he had the restraint to know the difference. That's really amazing. Yeah, that's the story of Bub. And then he was kidnapped for twenty days. Who kidnapped him? So at this point. Um, this was before the uh, the massacres, and I got rid of the other two. Obviously, this was like a month or two after I got them. I had I'd chosen that Bub was going to be my dog, but I didn't put collars on them. They stayed mm-hmm. they stayed right by the house. They were like hooked, like they were like we're just staying here. Like I didn't have to worry about them running off or anything. They were loyal. Um, so I would just you know I'd go into town, and usually I'd say I'd say stay, and you know Bub would stay. Um, but the other two dogs were a bad influence, and so. One time I left, I just went into town for like an hour and a half or something and came back, and um, and Bub wasn't there. The other two dogs were there, but Bub was gone. I just, my heart sank, I knew exactly what had happened. Somebody stopped. They, they crossed the bridge. Somebody stopped. He ran right up to them and jumped in their car, and they drove off with him. <laughs> and I was like, and I was, it broke me. It absolutely broke me. Um, like, it didn't, it took me a long time to recover from it. And so we put out, fly, eventually we looked and looked on Facebook and Where's Bub and made flyers and put out flyers and eventually, and then like maybe 19 days later, or maybe it was 18 days later or something like that, somebody, I got a call. She was like, I think I have your dog. And it was a Facebook post by the animal shelter posting it, the same as people look for their dog. And, um, yeah, they just fucking kidnapped my dog and they kept them. They were like living, living in a van. They're like rock climbers or something from Pennsylvania or something. Fucking hippies. Had, had been feeding him like expensive, uh, like duck jerky and like all this. <laughs> like, like, like he'd been sleeping in their bed and he, they totally broke him. Like he, yeah, just fucking <laughs> ruined it and like kept him tied to a tree while they were gone and they would spoil him when they get home kind of thing. That's, so, like domesticating the fuck out of him. Yeah. And um, it took a while to get him back on track after that, but I mean, he's still he's still a miracle dog, and I'm glad I got him back. He's the most well behaved dog. He is, he really is, and I, I get on my folks for uh, their dog who, when they eat, she has this high pitched bark. Yeah. To purposely get on their nerves so they'll feed her. She's smart. She's a really smart dog. Boston Terriers, as a rule, are very smart, smart, uh, smart breed. You know. There's not as smart as a as a mutt, but as bred dogs go, they're very smart. Um, and this and Dodie is an exception even to that. She's a brilliant dog. Very weird though, very strange animal. But um, I always get on to her, on to them about you ruin this dog. You know she runs you. That fucking cat, buddy. She's hungry. 
She knows exactly what to do because she. I sleep on the couch. I've tried to break myself of it. I can't do it. I slept on the bed for a few nights. Fuck my back up so bad. Couldn't sleep. Um. So. Get yourself a new mattress, bud. You well, it's just man, the couch you deserve is, the to couch sleep is in so nice comfortable. Bed. The couch is so comfortable, and it gives me the back it support is a I need. Couch. Yeah, it's that great big one, you yeah. know. That, and um, you know, it's broken down, you know, and and that's when a couch is best is when when a couch is looks its worst, it's at its best. So, um, she sleeps with me usually, but she has this thing; she likes to be fed. Like four o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So she'll get up on me and she'll do the fucking kneading, making biscuits and purring loud as fuck. And then she'll just start licking my face. And I'll like, I'll get the fuck out of here, push her off, you know. <laughs> like I'm trying to sleep. I actually get mad and yell at her, but she knows that's just she knows that's a temporary thing. So she goes, she sure she runs off. She's like, yeah, I'll be back. And she keeps doing it. <laughs> Finally, I go, fuck it. I get up. I give her a can of food. I throw it down. They're like, I love you. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> because she's, I mean, I love her. We have a, I'm glad I have her. She's smart too. Like she understands things. Like I always say, give me a kiss. And she always bends her head in. And I kiss her top of her head, you know, and she's just a, she, I love having her, you know, I've gone from. At first, I got her. I was like, why the fuck did I get this goddamn thing? And, you know, because I, I felt like I was never alone. I love being alone. Now it's when I come through the door, I'm talking to her. I'm always like, baby girl, I'm home. And she comes, <laughs> and she comes running upstairs and purring because she, she knows she's going to get something out of it. Um, she's fat as fuck. I've, always, I've, <laughs> I've already made her so fat. I feel bad because I feel like it's abuse in a way. But you feed her like biscuits and gravy. No, no, I don't feed her any people food, but <laughs> I feed her canned food and I feed her a lot of it, you know, um, and tuna. Like if she, I feel like she's, you know, but I, but I, I you know, I rationalize it myself. Well, that's what bodybuilders eat. <laughs> Plus, I get she's got a catnip thing. When she wants catnip, she'll just come there and. Her real loud at me and like meow and I was like, "What? What do you want?" Because she's got a full bowl of food, and then I'll re- go and reach up to the the fucking shelf where the catnip is, and she gets excited. And I just fucking throw it at her, and she rolls. It's like it. acid for them, or something. It's not acid. It's uh, it's more like kratom for them. Mm. A small amount amps them up. A large amount, if they eat it, is a uh, sedative. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they get real fucking high, dude. It's, weird. it's hilarious. Like I gave her some days, she ate a lot of it, and she walked into the, like the library room, and she's laying there in the sun, just looking up at me. <laughs> I should have recorded it because she's just like burning her. Her eyes are half open, and she's like, <laughs> "Like you like that catnip, huh?" And she just didn't say anything. Of course, she come did. back two hours of course later, she didn't say anything. <laughs> well, no, 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 you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, Does she usually say things? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, she didn't meow or anything, you know. <laughs> she usually will talk back. Um, but then I come back, and two hours later, she's still in the same position. Like, she must have gotten a huge fucking dose. Like an so, heroic dose. Because yeah. <laughs> she took off at first, and she was running around chasing shit. And then it's amazing that they know what's a toy. Like, my mom bought her a... My mom's trying to spoil her, even though she doesn't live in the same house with her. So she bought her this uh, toy with the the three different levels with the tennis ball in it. Not the tennis ball, but the uh, ping pong ball. And she reaches in there and bats it around and plays with it. And, you know, it's uh, I I change the litter box. I do all that fucking crap, you know, stuff that I swore. I was just like, I don't want a cat because of that reason. And I don't really don't care now. So. Hmm. 
What? I'm itching, so I'm scratching it. <laughs> I feel like Quagmire. He talks about his cats. <laughs> <laughs> He's like annoyingly talked about his cats when they're hanging out together. I thought about getting one whenever Baxter kicks it. I don't know. Cats are great. Cats are self reliant. Um, they're affectionate, but they're they're dogs are do have different personalities, but they're fairly predictable. You know, cats are unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to be. You don't know what their you know what their personality is going to be. She is the most affectionate, manipulative cat I've ever seen. Like tr- my cousin Tracy has one, LK, little little kitty, and he's. He's a really affectionate cat, but he's just kind of an asshole. Like he's affectionate to them, but he hates he hates the dogs, and the dogs are scared of him because he still has claws. Because the dog will be walking by, he'll just reach out and just like tag him real quick. <laughs> like oh, you know? and we, we always we know he's going to do it because he always gets that bottle that that bottle tail, and then his eyes get real wide. He's like here he comes, you know. When the dogs will be, and the dogs know it too. They're like inching away. <laughs> Brown's is the one dog. He's he's an older dog. He's really smart and he knows when it's coming. So he like he doesn't want to walk to the kitchen because he has to walk past him. So he's like, you know, going back and forth between feet. He's like, I don't want to. Do I this. remember you like the cat posted up. Uh, my buddy back in the college days in Morgantown had an iguana. Fuck that. Yeah, it was so who, fucking who creepy. The, and we f- would walk by that thing all creepy because he would just leave it out in his apartment. And it would post up on top of the TV and just fucking stare at us when we were playing Madden. I don't like, and you walk by and it'd whip you with your tail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Reptiles. Why would you own a reptile? They don't feel. They don't. I mean, they're they're all. That's a primitive animal. They just they don't feel affection. They don't feel. You know, it's just they're they're a machine. It's a, people get it so they can. I got an iguana. I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason they get it. But it's not. It's not beneficial for the animal. It's not beneficial for them. You know. It's why we have fucking super snakes winning the fucking Everglades down in Florida because you get these dumb shits to get African rock pythons and then the another kind of python they bred together and made a fucking super snake. Yeah. It's this giant snake that's as aggressive as the rock python, which is smaller. And there's another South American variety or something like that that's larger, sure. but it's not, but it's not as aggressive. So they bred together because who the fuck knew they could do that? You know, a species separated by by a planet basically and. They now are breeding together, and they are winning. They are taking over the fucking swamps from alligators and crocodiles and all that shit. There is no competition. Because people just, they'd get a snake. And, and then want it. So they said, oh, say, oh, these things, it's warm out here. They'll be fine. And dump them in the fucking... And indeed, they are fine. Yeah. yeah. They're way fine. It's the other animals that are just They're like... They're great. <laughs> Poor turtles. Fucking alligators hanging out. It's like, here's another one of these asshole fucking snakes. Jesus fuck. They're paying people lots of money to hunt them. Yeah, and they're and they're not even keeping up at no. all with the amounts. Like, it, you could make a career if you're good enough at it. You what jungle is this happening in? This is in the Everglades it's in Florida. Florida. Oh, okay, it's one of those invasive species deals. You know, it's a it's you know, and we've had this dis- this discussion. I don't look at them as nefarious or anything. It's just the way it is. You know, I mean, you introduce a species, and, and sooner or later, the 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 ecosystem will come back into equilibrium. That's just the way it's going to be. But some that something's going to lose. You know, and our natives and the native species of, of the Everglades are losing. So, yeah, we've got the American alligator. We've got, you know, the American crocodile, all these, you know, these things that are unique to us. And they're all going to be killed off by this. A bunch by, of. By, by a bunch of dumb shits who got a fucking snake so they could be cool. Snakes. Yeah. Some fucking Iron Man snakes out there blowing shit up. Fucking. Uh, and they're huge, dude. Like, I was watching 
animal cops, and there was one of them dead on the side. Animal of the cops, and it was rotting, and it was fucking bad dog, bad dog. What <laughs> you gonna do? What you gonna do when I won't pet you? No, <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. They're in Detroit, and it's uh, pronounced Detroit. And there's, you know, there's. They were this guy was saying he's he's like when I first got here he's like you know he works for the animal control, and they told me do not go into certain parts don't go here and here and, and this don't don't go there at night, and you know they were fucking with him. No, you don't go there at night because there's packs of fucking dogs that will stalk you down like they're fucking wolves. Like he said, they were he got out of his truck and walked out to a building because he thought he heard a dog in there. It was it was basically one dog pretending to be hurt, and the other ones <laughs> fucking half mooned him and marched him back to his fucking truck. And he had to get back in his truck. He said, "Yeah, if I'd have been that's a coyote tactic." Yeah, exactly. Dogs are smarter than coyotes, so it's you know, like I said, they were semicircle and they was closing on him, and he had to fucking he got back in his truck. He said, yeah, if I'd been out, I'd been dead because they'd have killed me and eaten me. Mm. So he said, yeah, I, I take the advice now. And every newbie I bring out, do not go here. Do not go here with, unless you're coming in force. Don't fucking go there. So Jesus. Yeah, dogs are dogs are not wolves. Dogs are different. You know, they they, they adapt different. You know, the dingo is is a wild dog. Did you hear that? Uh, the, the, dingo, the, the dingo ate a baby. Yeah, that's the most lazy joke in the fucking Come world. On. Um where were you, Norm? Hmm. Well, yeah, Norm yeah. McDonald over there. Uh, he's a uh, homosexual <laughs> pedophile, <laughs> which once again proves my theory. <laughs> Germans love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I love a, fucking that's Norm. That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, the dingo was brought by uh, by the Aborigines, and they just, I guess, just let let him go. They're just like, fuck, we don't need him, you know. And um, now it's. And they bred true and, and made this species that's still a dog, but it's a wild dog. And for some reason, it's extremely difficult to domesticate. And they eat babies. So they do. Hmm. Nature's wonderful. The Last of Us 2. We forgot to discuss that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last of Us 2. Did you ever play that? Did we talk about Last of Us 2 last week? We talked about, yeah, we talked about the shirt. Yeah, we did talk about we the did, shirt. We did, but bit. then they had a thing. And they are notorious for just springing shit on people. Like they released, um, they released new footage, and I'll punch it up here. Scale of one to ten, how would you rate our kiss from last night? Mm. Wow. God damn. The graphics are insane. Who decided to join? It's fucking insane. All right. You know it's going to be terrifying to play. You all know the drill. Run your routes. Lock your logbooks. It's about three minutes, so I guess we can watch the entirety. Because you have to see this. It doesn't bother Have you seen this? No, I've never yeah. watched. Okay. Can you see it, John? Can you see it? Oh, God damn it. The fucking stickers. Jesus. Come back. Zeno, where are you? Jesus. Yeah. 
You have no idea what you're walking into. What are you doing? You don't know how large that group is. How armed. I don't care. Looks like Vigo Morrison. Jeez. A little bit. Yeah, there's uh they and they released uh the press got to play three hours of the game. How long is this game? They say it's gonna be fifteen or twenty hours. I mean it's fucking enormous. Um the thing that we were talking about with The Last of Us, and it's one of the things that, you know, admittedly, my canon is narrow because I don't like a lot of things. But it's one of those things. I, I put it off playing it. Tracy tried to get me to play it. I think you even tried, I tried to, get, to get you to play it. And I was just me like, and Aaron both. I was just like, I really don't want to. And then I sat down and I was hooked five minutes in. Um, and I haven't looked back. And this game is not going to end well. That's just the way it is. It's not going to end well. I mean, it's the the theme of it, the the, the fact that the way they're describing it is that it's a revenge tale. And he said, the Last of Us 1 was all about love. The Last of Us 2 is all about hate. And I think the story is going to go this way. Um, Ellie knew that Joel was lying to her. Knew. I mean, at the end of the game, if you really watch it close, she knew it, and she was really disappointed. Still loved him, you know, for doing what he did and all that stuff, but that created a strain in their relationship. And the fact that he was still trying to be her dad added to it, you know, because they mentioned him, you know, in one of the other trailers. So what happens is, I think, is that Dina and her go out on patrol. That's the other girl. They get caught by this group of people. They torture Dina in front of her and then kill her. Um, For some reason, leave Ellie alive or she fights her way out of it. Ellie goes and kills a bunch of them. That have taken up residence near Jackson because it's Jackson, Wyoming, where they where they live. That's where Tommy's place is. And I'm uh, going to Jackson and uh, comb your hair. I love that song. Um, Joel tries to talk her out of it. They get into a huge fight. Um, she basically throws down the gauntlet and says, "You lied to me. You know, you, you're not my dad." All kinds of shit. They get into a huge fight. Then this happens and Tommy comes and talks to her because Joel can't because Joel's taken off, gives her a gun, you know, and then he tries to talk her out of it and it's not happening. And then she goes and does this thing and then Joel tracks her down because he can't let her do it on her own. That's the beginning of the game. So basically what we're witnessing with the trailers and all this stuff is the very bare beginning that's going to take about two hours to play. So they say it's their biggest, most ambitious game ever. You're talking about the people who put out The Last of Us Part 1, which was a huge game, too. Um and the Uncharted series, which is also massive, you know, and they're saying this is our most ambitious and most taxing. Like they, they, they I, came out and said there's not going to be online multiplayer because they were because the, focus on the story. Why would they? I mean, that's that's another thing. Online multiplayer is going the way of the dodo. I mean, it's it for for people who really want to play a game. I don't give a fuck about playing that shit. Nobody does. I want to play a movie. That's the reason I got into it. You know, Last of Us One is a movie. 
that I get to play in. You know, this one is even more of a movie that I get to play in. And I can't even imagine how terrifying some of that shit's going to be. You know, in the first game, man, you're in these places. It's a, it's a pan, post-pandemic, you know, world. And you're going through abandoned Boston, abandoned Pittsburgh, and... You know, the most of the places are flooded, of course, because they're, they're and, mostly pumping and water. Out that's of, what's going to happen to our world, <laughs> unless Trump saves us. Yeah, and he will. Yeah, I mean, he's, most likely. I'd like Trump to be in the Last of Us Part Two. You're all losers. He saw the future that would have come. <laughs> he saw the future that would have come if Hillary Clinton had won. <laughs> You're all losers. Look at these losers down there killing the zombies. These, these clickers. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's cute. Whatever. <laughs> There's a thing where they've taken Donald Trump's voice and overlaid it over Darth Vader's parts in Star Wars. Have you seen this? <laughs> did you see? Did you guys see Donald Trump singing, um, singing Senorita? No. Is oh, this real? Oh my! Is this real? God! Is it like when he was singing? Keep, the, you just keep talking. I'm gonna like, get this it's right. It's like when he was singing the hymns in church and couldn't read the fucking hymn book. <laughs> and then took it angrily from Lonnie and shoved it in the fucking thing. You are in Fucking for reading. a treat. <laughs> I can't believe this wasn't on the show already. Uh, I, I shared it. it was. I, I shared it on my page, and then I forgot. It's a thing. I have all these funny ideas, and then I forget. Does he have that mustache that Dutch showed him up <laughs> where he looks like? What did I say? It'd be a oh shit, Fur- Furioso Anaraha, <laughs> which is the the fury the mad orange or something. <laughs> He does look like a fucking villain from a, okay. from a Spanish uh, novella. <laughs> I'm going to have to go the long route here. We're going to get there. Baxter. Uh, oh, did you guys see the, the Greta Thunberg uh, sings uh, dubbed over um, Swedish death metal? No. no. You guys didn't see that either? No. How am I more? T- how am I the most techie? Like, how am I the most trendy? I don't know. Mm, I guess I've just spent all my time on the internet talking to hot chicks, bro. Hot chicks. Yeah, I know how that feels. Hot chicks, bro. I mean, because we do this podcast, we get a lot of attention from a lot of different women. I don't know if you guys know that. I remember on the first? All three of us. It's like we got to peel them off of us. I remember on the episode of Fly the Concords, the first one. It's just like. Like back in New Zealand, I was I was talking to lots of chicks. It's like you don't just talk about it; you talk about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess I talk about getting some really with really hot women. <laughs> he's not actually getting with them; he's just talking about it. <laughs> That's such a great show. I love it. It's almost twenty years old, isn't it? Mm, about maybe maybe fifteen. Fifteen. Look at the way he walks out and then walks sideways, almost like a like a dancer or a bullfighter or something. I love it when you call me Senorita. I wish I could pretend I didn't meet ya. But every touch is la la la. It's true la la la. Oh, I should be running. Oh, you keep me coming for ya. In Miami, <laughs> it was hot from summer. Sweet dripping off me before I even knew her name. La la la. It felt like oh la la la. Yeah. No. Sapphire and moonlight. We danced for hours in the sand to kill the sunrise. Her body fit right in my hands. La la la. 
It felt like I love it when you call me That's pretty good, huh? But every touch is all God damn it. And then uh, the loving people do that shit. The latter one. I love you, internets. Uh, this is Greta Thornburg's UN speech dubbed over. <laughs> there it is. Swedish death metal, I'm guessing. What's your message to world leaders today? Is it not going to be the sideways thing? Um, my message is that we will be watching you. <laughs> this is all <laughs> I should be up here I should be back in school On the other side of the ocean Instead You walk across young people How dare you <laughs> You are still in night dreams My childhood <laughs> Oh that's tremendous <laughs> Never get into as much as I was into metal. I couldn't. The Swedish death metal. Stuff? Well, just death metal in general. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I, I, I mean, they're it. all tremendous musicians. This is not what I'm into. Sure. I mean, I, the, as far as I, can I would go, like to, I like to watch it. Like if, if there was like a concert, it's sure. like a really good death metal band. I would rather go watch it than sit down and listen. As to far it. as I could go, is Slayer, Slayer or Sepultura. Sepultura had actually quite a few really good songs. You know, you mentioned that Greta Thunberg. Thun- is it Thunberg? Thunberg. 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 I did a little bit of research into her too, and she turns out she has an agent. And I, there's a fucking interview, not an interview, like just like a talking camera thing with her agent. I want to show that. I represent child activists. I do hang around tragedies looking for kids who have it. Greta, baby, you killed it at the fucking UN. You're an animal. Why are you crying, honey? Oh, okay. No. Are there cameras on you? Keep crying. Throw yourself on the floor. Throw yourself on the floor right now. Malala left me for a competitor and you haven't heard her fucking name in two years. (laughs) And you never will again. David Hogg won't take a fucking meeting. I've sent 30 pairs of sneakers to his dorm. Jesus Christ. Tell Malala she's got to come out as non-binary if she wants heat now. That's the way it is. Nobody gives a shit about landmines anymore. It's all climate. Climate is sexy. Climate and guns. Clean water? That hasn't been hot since the fucking late 90s. Do people even fucking drink water? Wake the fuck up. I got the Covington kids and Nathan Phillips on a reconciliation tour opening for Lizzo. Who is it, Emma Gonzalez? Don't put her through. She's fucked me for the last time. I had her booked at Davos. She got sick. You get sick at Davos? 
We got a new version of the Paul brothers from Syria. They're fucking hilarious. They do pranks. One of them's missing an arm and they, they have fun with that. It's great. We got a kid with a cleft <laughs> lip, but he's cute. I want Hogg at Madison Square Garden. People are turning in their guns and crying to him. They're handing their guns over to him and they're crying. Yeah, this is just Jason. I got a call for David. Yeah, just let him know that I called. We actually sent some stuff in the mail over if you could take a look at it. Just a few sneakers and... Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we got a kid. Right now. He has no limbs. He is fucking hilarious. And he does a whole bit about the refugee crisis. You have no idea how hard this kid is going to hit when he hits. Do you understand? No limbs. We walk him out, we put him in a seat, and he just fucking goes, man. He just goes. <laughs> These kids will own you one day. I will make sure of it. They will fucking own you. I got a three-year-old from Iceland and Gunnar. He loves economics. He's talking about economics. I got him at the World Bank in three weeks. Fuck you. <laughs> That's... It's That's a, pretty good. Tim Dillon. He's a comedian. He's fucking hilarious. You would never believe he's gay. He is a homosexual. Oh, That's him all the time. Oh, he's like a he's like a stealth gay. Yeah. Yeah. I love the stealth gays. I do too. They're some of my favorite gays. Because you're like, it's like, oh, like I was just gonna, you know, talk to you about this girl, but then I realize, oh, you're like not no, interested. You're a gay. Hmm. Huh. You, then you can say whatever you want. Yeah. You know? Gay guys love dishing. Yeah, he loves spilling tea. What's that? Gossip. You know. <laughs> I think Andy actually said that. Spilling tea? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I like it. I'm a fan. I'm um, sorry. I'm I'm entranced by this the, this gameplay trailer of PS4 you're apparently playing as a fox. It's called Spirit of the North. <laughs> it looks like the most fun. I wouldn't mind being a fox. They seem to have a good time. People kind of like them. No, don't expect me to not shoot you. Well, God damn it. Have you shot any foxes on your property? No. They're too fucking fast and too fucking smart. Really? Yeah. I'd love to. You could. I love foxes. Don't get me wrong. They're magnificent animals. Sure. But I'm talking about a red fox that's just a pest. Red fox is a pest? Red foxes. Uh, uh, nobody nobody knows their origins. They're not exactly. I don't think they're native. Like they haven't been I don't think long, they are native. But nobody knows exactly how they go. Well, I'm pretty. I would say it's from the aristocracy wanting to hunt them. So they imported them. And they just yeah, got they away. came across on a boat at some point. Yeah. They brought them over here. But. Anyhow, yeah. What, what's native to here? The gray fox? or uh, Yeah, I think the grays are... I think there's, are they in West Virginia? There's a couple of different species, yes. Okay. So they're, they're less But common. they don't interbreed. I couldn't say. I said, Mother Nature's wild. Like, some of the shit that goes on. I would guess not. I guess maybe they just don't. Because they're they have different habits. I'm sure that they do. I'm just sure it's not a it's a like a, like a grower bear. Like grizzlies and polar bears will mate, but it is a rare thing because the polar bear will usually just eat the grizzly bear, right? Because people don't understand the polar bear is larger and it's the largest land carnivore. I've been I've, you know I, I've I've been in a couple situations you know past with some larger women where I was a little bit concerned for my life, quite frankly. <laughs> not true. I've, I don't think I've, I've only did. Yeah, maybe one girl that was actually weighed more than me. Mm-hmm. Every girl I've ever dated weighed more than me. Been with he some likes real hosses. He likes some talking about some, some real fucking, shit house. Some br- brain of Tartha's <laughs> big sister. Yeah, and she's not tall. She's no. just rotund. <laughs> she's just That's a great big. word. She's rotund. rotund. 
<laughs> Mike Rotunda. Yeah. Erwin R. Scheister. I love that fucking <laughs> name for a fucking pro wrestler. He was a fucking IRS agent. Yes. He was the embodiment of the IRS. And his name was Erwin R. Scheister. Yes. He was a fucking tax attorney or some shit. Yeah, but they, they introduced him as IRS. Yeah. I guess they might might have got some heat from the Jewish community to change the IRS. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but still my favorite to this day, you know what I'm going to say. Above average, above Mike, average Mike Sanders. <laughs> He's got He's a winning great. percentage of 51%. <laughs> yeah. He's not just above average. <laughs> He's, not, He's not even good. Just <laughs> <laughs> above average. Is that the way you sold it to? I'm guessing. I don't. I barely remember. I just know the name gets brought up because of you. And let me see. If, uh, a, a favorite thing that came out of uh, the Greta Thunberg thing is the meme, like the gif of taking "You stole my childhood and my dreams with your empty words." I put above the gif when Hollywood keeps talking about fresh new ideas, but they keep remaking things they're already perfect the way they were. <laughs> <laughs> like the Princess Bride. Yeah, they're going to remake the Princess what? Bride. They can't do that. <laughs> they can't do that. They can. They're wanting to. What? What do you want to bet that Manny Patinkin's going to be in it somewhere? So is uh, Billy Crystal and the rest of them. Carol Kane. They ought to remake it with the original cast. Um, Andre John's dead. Well, Andre. There's more tall people. Get fucking. Well, they could the do mountain. more in the spirit of the book. Get the mountain. The book. The mountain actually is too good looking to play Fezzik. Fezzik, they can fix Fezzik that. is not. It's like they have a thing called makeup, you goddamn idiot. Or Come CGI on. or Come whatever on, bud. they do now. <laughs> if I may continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, the book, uh, the Princess Bride book by William Goldman is a is a tremendous book. Um, it's got a backstory to everybody in it. Like in the middle, when it introduced, introduces a character, it'll go off and just do a backstory of them for like. 40 pages hmm. so you know goes into Inigo and how he you know became so good with the sword and you know Inigo Mortensen <laughs> yeah um, uh, Fezzik who's the uh, he, uh, he was uh, his, his his story was my favorite because he was a, he was a giant baby when he was born like he's Turkish you know the character Fezzik is supposed to be a Turk and apparently Turks are very large people and um, you know he his dad, but he was like, he didn't want to fight. He was like really gentle, you know, and kids would pick on him. So his dad's trying to get him to fight. <laughs> he's like, now come on, hit me. His dad's a big guy, you know. He's like, come on, hit me, Fezzik. He's like, I don't want to, dad. <laughs> Pow, and he hits his dad and he breaks his dad's jaw. Like, <laughs> and his dad's jaw is wired shut. And then all his fucking dialogue from then on is Z's because he's talking and his mom has to translate. Fezzik, your dad wants to say, you know, like it's, it's, it's good, man. It's good writing. It's a very good book. Um, I uh, I love the movie. I love the movie. We have to do the podcast, or else we'll be last. What is that? I'm glad I brought my phone. I guess you should have known. Oh, oh rhyming. Yeah, I've only seen Princess Bride once. So, Fezzik, are the rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. <laughs> no more rhymes. Now I mean it. Anybody want to peed it? Gah! <laughs> that was a clever run. It was a fucking uh, what? What is that? The, the uh, Wallace John, I guess, is that this guy who plays that Wallace Inconceivable. John. Yes, he's fucking great. I mean, that whole scene where <laughs> they're having the fucking gambling thing, and he's 
launches into these ridiculous fucking see that's that's actually a departure from the book in the book that character is actually extremely intelligent like he is intelligent scary intelligent and wesley did you know couldn't outsmart him so that's the reason he put the, the poison in both classes because he's like i can't outsmart this guy so you know he just did it that way and had spent a lifetime building up a An immunity to came powder and it was named to australia <laughs> Entirely pe- people by criminals. Uh, pe- criminals cannot be trusted. So therefore, I cannot choose a wife in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> you fall in victim of the classic blunders. First off, never, never start a land war in Asia. Asia. Only slightly less, uh, less well known is never get in a contest with a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> he falls over. <laughs> Um, Maybe I should watch this movie more. Oh, dude, it's fucking great. It's yeah, you can't overwatch it. It's it's under budgeted. Like they didn't throw any money at it or anything. Um, but it was. I think that's the reason that the way they wanted it. Rob Reiner directed. And also, it, that's and one of the best fencing scenes of all time. It is. We're we're Wesley and Inigo mm-hmm. go at it. Yeah, but they're like friends while they're doing it. Well, they're, they're friendly. Respectful. They're not friends. I mean, they're. I mean, Wesley could have killed him. Sure. And he was like, he's like empathizing with him as he's knocked, when he's knocked out. And that's the thing, too, is that in the book, uh, Inigo, they go into Inigo's backstory, and Inigo was just, the reason he became a drunk is not because he was, it's because he was too good. Like, he, there was no person in this world who could have challenged him with the, with the sword, so life had, took on no meaning. A, he couldn't find Rogan to kill him. And then B, he was just the greatest swordsman of all time, and nobody could touch him. I mean, he could fight off. He literally started fighting left-handed, like he did in the in the movie, to make things more fair. It still wasn't fair. He just cut down people left and right. He didn't kill them all. No one's to the death. He did, but he was just out fought him and would disarm him and be like, you know, and it was just not a thing. So, not to the death. And then Wesley started out fighting him, and at first the fight, Inigo was just like, well, he he's good. His bad, you know, I like the fact that he's it's got a running commentary in his head about how good he is. He's like, he's good. He's fast. He's like, well, that was a good one, you know. He's <laughs> like, steadily, just he's like, man, this guy is good, you know. And then finally, he's like, I'm just gonna switch hands on him, and he starts to really take it to him, and like Wesley, just barely keeping him away from him, and then Wesley switches hands too. Mm. And now it's time to go, you know. And then he he beats him. He finally beats Which him. Which one's again. Wesley? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Ellis. Carrie Ellis. Yeah. I always remember him in yeah. Saw, just <laughs> yeah. overacting the shit. Yeah, he's, out of he's awful in that. Um, but in this, he's really good. Um, it's like I, I love writing a sword fight is difficult because you can do it lots of different ways. Like the best, I mean, R.A. Salvatore, who the Dark Elf books addressed as a swordmaster. His dad was a swordmaster that taught him. So he would do descriptions of what they would do and call them things, like the double thrust low and stuff like that, and, and do it that way. And you got a general idea of what they were doing, but you just basically the overall framework is telling that these are two badasses going at it. You know what I mean? Um, that was cool. Another one was um, Robert Jordan, when he would write his in the upcoming Wheel of Time series, where you have people would do sword forms that were based on like something, like uh, Boulder Down the Mountain or... Uh, one of them was called Crane in the Rushes or something like that. And, and you, they didn't tell you what they were. They just said, this guy countered with this. You know what I mean? And and you basically are just putting in the details yourself. What would you think that would look like? That was a brilliant way to write a sword fight. I don't give Robert Jordan a lot of credit sometimes. He deserves more credit than he gets because I tear him down myself. That show, 
done properly could be great. But the books towards the end, there were thir- there were fucking 13 of them and they were all 800 pages. You know, Jesus. it was ridiculous. I'm just like, dude, cut to the fucking chase. And by the end, none of the characters were likable. So, you know, I was just I was just I'm done with it. I read those books for 20 plus years. You know, it's like with Jordan. I mean, with uh, Martin, I don't care how long he takes because I know the book's going to be good. I just know it. You know, there's no way it's not going to be. So, um, but one thing, Robert, one of the seven things that Robert Jordan did well is the the fighting. He did that tremendously. He did um, cool concepts like uh, cultures. He was a real culture builder, like all these different nations and how the people were different in their fashion and you know what they would eat and stuff like that. Um, he created outside of the uh, the Fremen from Dune. He created the one of the most cool warrior races in all fantasy, the Aiel. The Aiel are fucking awesome. Like they're they're from this desert place, the Aiel waste. And um, before the world was broken, they were like a group of servants that would would commit no violence. They wouldn't touch weapons. So it's fun to see how they actually go into the history of it and and break it down through generations. Like this generation started being that, and then the next one's this, and the next one's this, and the next one's this. And the Aiel steadily morphed from this group who were just a group of uh, peaceful servants who would not touch weapons into this group that will slit your fucking throat for looking at them slant wise. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the coolest things about it was, is the way he set it up. They don't, they won't touch a sword because a sword is something only meant. It's still that taboos there. They don't want to touch the weapon. A weapon is something that's uh, a sword is something that's created to only kill another person. That's its only function. So they won't touch it. They won't even touch one. Like, no, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, um, so they all use spears and bucklers, which is a small, Shield. Now, do they chuck the spears? <laughs> I knew you're gonna. I, I, I knew you're gonna go for that. Um, this, this is the one that's gonna get me canceled. <laughs> yeah, it's really gonna get you canceled. Um, uh, bows. They're really good with a bow. And also, uh, one of the things is though is that uh, there was a fight between when the Isle finally broke over and became a violent people. It was one generation that happened. A mother. This family was out, and uh, this group of people attacked them. So this young Io boy, instead of just letting them attack him and being peaceful, grabbed a spear from somewhere they used for hunting and killed somebody with it. So the mother looks at him and, you know, he says, you've killed someone. And the mother says, veil your face. I had a son that looked like that one time and he's dead to me. So then from there after the value always veil their faces before they fight. Like they, mm. they're fucking awesome, dude. It's a really, really cool. It's a really cool concept. They're all tall. They're all redheaded. You know, it's like, um, I don't. I think they're going to keep that as opposed to doing that multicultural, you know, because that's a fairly important part of it. Even even I would be up and kind of up in arms about that. Like that's what the IL are. That's what they were meant to be, you know. So they never they won't ride a horse. Um, because there's no horses in the IL waste for one thing. Do they ride cowboys? <laughs> they save the horses. And they so ride. they ride the yeah. There's a reference nobody would ever think I would make. <laughs> yeah, me big and rich. Me being the fucking first big one. and rich reference <laughs> on this show. <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> Show's over. Um, no, one of the coolest things we is- just fucking catapulted ourselves <laughs> over the shark. <laughs> <laughs> the shark was on fire. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, we'll discuss that for one second. The Wheel of Time show has potential, and. Another thing Jordan does well is his rogues gallery and his creature, what we call Dungeons and Dragons. Um, 
the uh, Fiend Folio, the Creature Handbook, you know, all the things that are in it. Um, Trollocs, which are these half-human, uh, half-animal creatures. You know, you have ones with horns and one with have a snout like a wolf, you know, feathers sometimes, eagle beak. Really cool concept, gigantic, you know, bigger than the biggest man you can think of and wear spiked armor and have weapons. But then you have uh, the Murdral, and the Murdral are terrifying. They're these... Dark cloaked, don't have any eyes. Like oh, there's just a fucking fl- Christ. Th- there's a flat part where their eyes are. Oh god! But they can see like an eagle. What like, the goddamn fuck? How can they see if they don't have eyes? Well, I mean, but the coolest thing about it, the the scariest thing about it is is that they're so in the shadow, which is like the evil part. The wind doesn't even their their cloaks never blow in the wind because mm. it's just weird, you know. So and they're really they're all like peerless swordsmen, you know. They're all terrifying you know they're just the most terrifying creature you can think of but one of the coolest scenes is one of the aiel veiling his face and pointing at him with the spear and says you know i see you and i'm not afraid of you and here i come you know what i mean it's like that was a really fucking cool moment i don't even know if that guy made it through that fight you know because there was a bunch of murder and a bunch of trollocs fighting a bunch of aiel and the aiel are badasses but you know the murder are monsters you know so you know it's a really cool scene um they 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 have a bunch of moments in that sh- in those books that if they put them in that show are stand up and cheer moments they really are I mean because the IO are awesome the way they fight the monsters there's also a lot of you know treachery and all, all kinds of shit that would really go over well you know soap opera type, type deal but man, like I said it's so fucking long and there's so many characters there's way more characters than than there are in uh, even Game of Thrones jeez so yeah and. And Martin has a, has an ability to make his character stand out and not be too two dimensional. Well, Jordan doesn't have that gift. The only reason they're different is that they look different. They don't really have any particular quirks or, or you know what I mean. It's just like I, I I've th- thought about going back and reading them. Like I've started reading uh, Shadow March, which is in the next Tad Williams. It's a very good book. I forgot how good of a book it is. It's a good series. I thought about intercutting that with reading a little bit of uh, Wheel of Time before the show came out so I could refamiliarize myself. I don't know if I can do it, man. I'm just like, fuck. First three uh, books are great. Uh, Get the audios and listen to them in buds while they work. (laughs) I can't do that either. I mean, I just... Do you listen to anything? Are you guys allowed to do earbuds at work? Well, I'm up in the booth by myself now. Like, the other furnace is down for the moment, so I'm there completely by myself. I read... Uh, I even took my fucking Game Boy up there and I was playing it. I thought about sneaking the Switch in, but I thought that was going a little bit far. I so. keep my uh, I keep one earbud in at work most of the time, and somebody talks to me, I click it off and pull it out. Yeah, I keep it in the ear that I can't hear from anyway. Well, the furnace, so. the furnace, you can feel. I mean, it's so loud, and and you can, can you feel it, feel it. <laughs> Marky Mark, Marky Mark, yeah. the his assembled, his assembled funky bunch. <laughs> I love that one, Eminem. That's one of the only good thing, funny things. Just come Eminem over here and stand did. over here Eminem in a big, big funky bunch. bunch. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was Mark Wahlberg was like, are you talking to me? I could kill you. <laughs> you talking about the funky bunch? How you doing, Go? Hey, Go. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things Andy Sandberg ever did. He, he always had trouble finding stuff for him to do, so he'd just be like a weird guy. <laughs> yeah. And then he started doing uh, more, the Mark Wahlberg and, and also Nicolas Cage. Because other than like the the digital shorts that he would do, yeah. and like the Digging songs a box and stuff, all that shit, yeah, he he was hardly in anything. So he started doing the uh, stuff at the the uh, desk whenever he was Nicolas Cage, and it was fucking hilarious. How was I not in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about whatever fucking movie was out, and then one time Nicolas Cage joined him. Yeah. 
It's fucking great. <laughs> Dude, this that fucking Mark Wahlberg. It's a terrible impression, but it's hilarious. The impression isn't bad. It is bad. It gets the inflection that's, that's, right. That's the funniest part about it. <laughs> have you seen this, John? Do you know what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, who was have you seen Hot Rod? No, thanks. So. Oh God. Okay, I'm pulling. Oh God, of course there's an ad. Of course there is. <laughs> hey, goat. How's your mother? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg talks <laughs> animals. Still animals. Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. You guys know me. It's a pretty good impression. It is okay. He at least gets the inflections. Talk to some animals. <laughs> hey, dog. How's it going? I like your fur. That looks really great. So you're a dog, right? What's that all about? <laughs> Somebody's okay. old dog. Well, it's great to meet you. Hey, how do you mother for me, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna talk to a donkey. <laughs> hey, donkey, what's going on? You're a donkey. I like that. You eat apples, right? I produce entourage. Okay. Talk to you later, donkey. Now I'm gonna talk to a chicken. Hey, chicken, how's it hanging? A lot of people want to eat you, but I just want to talk to you, okay? We should do a film together. What do you think? Chicken, I'm not joking around, okay? This is the real thing. I mean, this could be huge. All right, well, think about it. Say hi to your mother for me, all right? Now I'm gonna talk to a goat. Hey, goat. It's good to see you. I like your beard. I had a beard like that in The Perfect Storm. Did you see that movie? Did you see The Perfect Storm, goat? I love that stupid guy. The Perfect Storm? Yeah. It's tremendous. I love that stupid movie. Everybody talks like this. Oh, they're New Englanders. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great. I hate it when they do that. What, they drop their eyes? Yeah, when when you can tell they don't drop their eyes. Like, uh, Departed, everybody that dropped their eyes should have. They did it right. Yeah. Yeah. DiCaprio especially. Have you seen of the course. trailer for The Irishman yet? Of course I have. I, ha- I actually haven't. I was saving it. So you heard about this? Mm-hmm. The Irishman's uh, Scorsese's new movie is going to be on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why all the Scorsese movies are on Netflix it's now. Deca- like, DiCaprio? I'm talking about 1964. Yeah, Main Streets and all yeah. kinds of shit, yeah. It, this and his uh, De Niro. Pesci. Pesci. Pacino. Pacino. Uh, and they've only been in one movie together. Uh, one of the one of the most cool castings I saw was Ray Romano, but he's in it. Ray Romano is really good. This, he is. He's I a mean, really good actor. Yes, I've I know seen him is. a few things. Yes, he's fucking really good. All right, the Irishman trailer. Frank Sheeran. I said that right? Yeah, you said it right. Uh, under the Joey Diaz is in this too. Management can only no, fire not, a driver no. on very specific charges. So, you ever show up late? No. Do you have any moving violations? No. Do you drink on the job? No. You ever hit anybody? On a job? Yeah. I don't think so. All right. That de aging shit. Yeah, it's 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 real. Should be my cousin Russell Buffalino. How are you? Hi, nice to meet you. It was like the army. You followed orders. You did the right thing. You got rewarded. 
A friend of ours is having a little trouble. A friend at the top. Back then, there was nobody in this country who didn't know who Jimmy Hoffa was. Charge a guy with a gun. With a knife, you run away. So you charge with a gun, with a knife, you run. <laughs> no way, Frank. Gonna be great. Would you like to be a part of history? Yes, I would. Big business and the government are working together, trying to pull us apart. Something's got to be done. What else you say? Harvey Cartel. Now's not the time to not say. We're going at war with these people. War. Things have gotten out of hand with our friend. You gotta sit down, everybody says so. No, I'm not sitting down, I can't do it! It's what it is. What it is. I know things they don't know I know. God damn. Are you fucking kidding it's me? It's gonna happen. Either way, he's going. You know, I don't. Uh, I love this. I don't care whether you did it or not. <laughs> that makes no difference to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm here to defend you, right? Right. <laughs> what do you want to know? You want to know if I did it or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one of the, uh, the most odd things um, in that era is the fact that. Uh, even till that point, and even now today, today to a certain degree, the Irish and Italian communities do not go along. Like they're just—it's a natural thing. You're going to have two immigrant groups going for the same jobs. You know, with you know, cultures are very similar, but they don't want to admit they're similar. Yeah, they would hate to admit. This. Oh God, they, yeah. I mean, just it, it's because of language and complexion. That's the reason they didn't like each other. But Italians love John F. Kennedy. Because he was a immigrant president, he was the first. You know what I mean? John John F. Kennedy's the first. He was a mob guy. There's that too. But he was the first immigrant president. Um, if you, I mean, that's not a lot of people get that. I mean, they being Catholic and being Irish, even into the 1960s, the Irish were still immigrants. So, um, which is an odd thing. It really is when you really think about it. Um, around here. Uh, the Irish are just Americans. That's just you know. I have an Irish last name. You ha- you do you do. I mean, probably is Underwood Irish. I don't know. Mine's I think Welsh. English. But another Celtic group. But there is Irish in me. Yeah. There's, well, there's lots of Irish uh, people in Somerville. If you were lots funny, if you were funny, you would say you want some more. Yeah, my uh, my grand- <laughs> my grandmother was a McKinney. Okay. Then you have, you know. But I'm saying is that they're, you know. They loved him here because he was Irish too, Kennedy. But they also loved him because he was Democrat and, you know, told him what they wanted to hear. Um, the sun doesn't always shine in West Virginia, <laughs> but excellent. the people do. <laughs> Didn't he come to Golly Bridge High School? Yes, he did. Um, there are pictures. There are still pictures. Uh, of. Uh, he came down. This is no bullshit. Every time I tell this story, I'm afraid somebody's going to tell me I'm lying. I'm not lying. I'll preemptively tell you that you're lying. Sure you will. Um, he came down to Liar. talk to Papal after he was at Collibridge High School. Came down to the Keenan house and st- st- for a few hours and had coffee and cigarettes with Papal. 
that's a true it's fucking thing. Fucking cool. It is. It really that when when they Why told didn't me he snap off a selfie <laughs> when they took t- the old iPhone <laughs> <laughs> when they told me that when I was a kid. Um, that wasn't a big deal. The older I got, the bigger of a deal it became, you know. Um, and now it's the biggest deal. I'm like fucking John F. Kennedy was it, you know? It's because Papaw was a local a football coach, a principal, B, and a local political figure, C. So the three most important things. Yeah, and also he's Irish last name, you know. So Ken's a fairly. They're having the the Golly Bridge Town celebration this weekend. You guys want to go to that? No. Oh, come on. Because it's sad, dude. It's fucking sad. There's been people there. It's not pussy. When I was living in town, they had free watermelon. I did get some of that. Was it plugged? The uh... No, it was it was good watermelon, though. Well, I remember the town celebration would fill the fucking town when they had it out behind where Oxford is now. Well, it's not the same town anymore, but they're still doing a celebration. I know. I just don't want to go. They're celebrating good times. Come on. And they're also the fall festival tomorrow in, in Gummery. There's a free wrestling show at 1130 in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'm going. At 1130 <laughs> in the free wrestling show at 1130 Yeah, in that'll the pack them in. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> and so if you're walking by to get, uh, I don't know what you get at carnivals, candy corn. Funnel cake. Funnel cake. Yeah, there you God, go. God, funnel cake. I've done so well today. I've not eaten any carbs, essentially, except what's in my milk. Yeah. Right on. Anyway, you guys uh, you guys about done? Yeah. I think we can end this sode. What should we go out on? I have a couple songs Fuck here. yeah Just fucking pull one up dude Brother mm. See the new Breaking Bad trailer I didn't watch it yet Oh yeah El Camino Let's see if this is, uh, It's not being very responsive but, uh, I'm gonna hope I'll watch Alien That's the thing This is Empire of the Sun With their song That I'm about to play After this ad Hmm Six seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, nailed that, huh? All right, thanks for listening to episode 230. Please tell all your friends and neighbors to listen to this, download it. Tell all, tell them to tell all their friends and neighbors to listen to this and download it. And um, if you see me out, give me a blowjob. Okay? All right. Thanks. Love you. Bye.